The FTC case against Microsoft continues, and with Jim Ryan taking the stand, too much came out to not cover this. I've stated before that I really prefer spacing out my coverage of the Xbox Activision deal and just sort of getting back to video games, but this is somewhat taking over the gaming news cycle, and many companies and game companies are understandably, you know, going quiet. They're not really saying anything. They don't want to put any news out because this is taking over. The FTC is doing interviews, there's testimonials, Bobby Kotick will be taking the stand today. Jim Ryan had some pretty big pieces of information to drop from comments on Game Pass to his own view of Starfield and what he views as not competitive or anti-competitive. Now, I put all the good info right here at the beginning, so you don't have to go looking for it. Hey, if you like my shirt today, there's a link below to Ripped Apparel. Use that link and it supports me. So Jim Ryan has taken the stand in the FTC versus Microsoft trial, and he had a lot to say. So much to say that I couldn't see a way in not covering this or making a video about it. As stated previously, I really prefer to space out my coverage of the Activision deal with Microsoft, but I didn't really feel I had the option this time. First, I want to look at Jim Ryan's comments about Game Pass, largely because it echoes something many of us have been saying for a while. Also, because it poses an interesting challenge to Xbox long-term, even if they get the Activision deal to go through. More on that in a moment. Second, what was the email from Phil Spencer that set off these alarm bells for Jim Ryan? What, what was the deal? What, 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 what was this? And why did Jim Ryan suddenly decide that, that he did not think this deal was good? Third, why is Jim Ryan not worried about exclusivity? I thought that was kind of the whole point of Sony's issue with this and their pushback was, you know, hey, you're, you're going you're gonna to hurt us with exclusivity. Fourth, what about his comments on the PS6 that is kind of coming back up again? Now, we covered that briefly yesterday in my FTC stream, but I wanted to look at his new comments about this. Fifth, why do they not view Nintendo as a competitor? And lastly, what did Jim Ryan think about Starfield as an exclusive? Many think his remarks about Starfield are a gotcha moment, so we will examine what he said. I also found his remarks about the Series X and the S to be interesting, and we will definitely look at his explanation for what he said when he said he didn't want a new Call of Duty deal, he was just here to block the merger. I think you'll be surprised how much misleading nonsense has been going on from those supporting this deal. So, up first, Jim's comments about Game Pass. Now, I have been consistently consistently critical and concerned about what Game Pass will do, uh, what it'll do to the quality of games, what it'll do potentially to the market. Now, I believe it's difficult to measure revenue impact of massive games with big budgets hitting a subservice as opposed to being sold at a full price. And something I've tried to drive home is that so much of Game Pass's quality right now is populated with games that were built under the buy-to-play model. After 10 years of this, the concern would be that value and quality would go down. You would need to keep the cadence of the catalog full and that would make quality go down because quantity is the priority. This is a general axiom of business that when you drive quantity, you lose 
quality. Jim Ryan seems to share a similar view. Quote, according to IGN, Ryan calls Xbox Game Pass value destructive. Ryan called Xbox's subscription service destructive, saying publishers he's spoken to are not fans of the model. What's more interesting than his willingness to be critical of the service is that it's shared by publishers. I don't find this surprising, given that others have spoken out about this. We've seen other people speaking out saying that they don't think Game Pass is a good idea, and that it's not good for games. So, what exactly did Jim Ryan say? The Game Pass business model appears to have some challenges, and Microsoft appears to be losing a lot of money on it, said Ryan. I talked to all the publishers, and they unanimously do not like Game Pass because it is value destructive. So, he's not sharing his own opinion and criticism of Game Pass, he is claiming that publishers he's spoken with are in unanimous agreement about it. He goes on to say that they never asked to put Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus. Ryan added that Sony has never asked Activision to add new versions of Call of Duty into PlayStation Plus subscription service. Quote, we knew that Bobby Kodak, Bobby, he just called him Bobby, we knew that Bobby had been very public and very vocal that he did not see a, that as a route that he wanted to take Activision Blizzard down. This is not surprising. This is a matter of public record now that Activision actively avoided Game Pass with Call of Duty because they found it to be antithetical to sales. They even had to come out and tell everybody that, hey, Diablo 4 is not going to be on Game Pass because a lot of people they thought the Activision Blizzard deal was going to be done a couple of months ago and and they thought, oh yeah, we're going to get Diablo on Game Pass. Now, I think Phil Spencer might have thought that. We'll talk about that in a moment, about games that were absent from an email sent to Jim Ryan. Now, keep in mind, this is the same Bobby Kotick that was like, hey, we don't want to put games on Game Pass. This is the same guy that pressured Xbox into a higher revenue deal or revenue share by threatening to take Call of Duty from their platform. Uh, I discussed the challenges facing Game Pass if this Activision deal goes through. I discussed this in a members-only debrief on Reforge gaming so if you're a member you can be a part of those debriefs and we got on this subject and i said i I think even if they get activision blizzard it poses a threat to game pass not that it can't fill game pass but it's going to make it a lot harder to get other companies to come to your platform consider what windows central jez Corden said on april 21st of 2023 in an article entitled with microsoft distracted the xbox console experience is suffering jez said the following Quote, I've been speaking to AA and indie developers over the past weeks who are still very skeptical of Xbox Game Pass and the impact it's having on the platform. Indie developers increasingly don't see an opportunity to make money on Xbox in situations where they haven't been approved for Game Pass inclusion for whatever reason. Microsoft keeps Xbox Game Pass heavily curated, and as more of its own games hit the service like Hi-Fi Rush, Redfall, and the upcoming Starfield, the opportunity for visibility, even for smaller devs, is shrinking. Now, consider how much more challenging that problem that Jez is highlighting that becomes more problematic when you flood Game Pass with Activision Blizzard property. This could exacerbate the problem with Xbox and third party games even further than it is now, making it easier for Sony to snag third party timed exclusives. This deal could truly be bad for Xbox owners long term and many of you aren't seeing that. Immediate inflation of the Game Pass library is a huge win. I will grant you that point. But over time, quality of the games and the value could drop. 
and the ecosystem could make it even harder for Indian third-party studios to want to come over there because they won't be able to flourish. Because if they go on Game Pass, that's the only way to be successful, and if they do, they're going to be competing with the Leviathan titles in the Activision Blizzard library. That may not be how things look right now, but that certainly is where it could end up. Game Pass almost necessitates big purchases like Activision since according to Jim Ryan and even according to Activision's official documents, companies are avoiding Game Pass. Microsoft may be staring down the barrel of we just have to acquire companies just to put games on Game Pass long term because more and more companies will avoid it. This again is a problem even if they get Activision Blizzard. Now up next... What was in the email from Phil Spencer that set off these alarm bells for Jim Ryan? Again, pulling from IGN, after Xbox announced its intention to acquire Activision in early 2022, Ryan said Xbox boss Phil Spencer reached out to him in May of 2022 with a potential letter agreement and a list of Xbox games that would commit to being kept on PlayStation. Ryan said this interaction with Spencer did not adequately address his concerns about Activision games on PlayStation moving forward. Now, an interesting part of this section is the testimony in the testimony of Jim Ryan is that he says they weren't concerned at first, which I don't know if that's true, but let's see what he has to say. Ryan said he wasn't that concerned about the transaction in May of 2022, but Spencer's response to Sony's counterproposal in August of 2022, quote, set the alarm bells ringing. The email from Spencer caused major concern within Sony's camp, but the contents of the email were not shared today in court. So we'll see if that's been redacted or if Microsoft or Sony have requested that we're not able to see that. I have a hard time believing that Sony wasn't even remotely concerned that this could affect Call of Duty, which is a major source of their revenue. Seemingly something happened in this August email where Spencer, Jim, you know, I'm sorry, Phil Spencer, Jim Spencer, Phil Spencer responds and the email, the counterproposal was concerning to Sony. Now, maybe Jim Ryan's trying to indicate that they didn't really have a cause for concern. They were waiting for details to emerge. He went on to express concern about Call of Duty on Game Pass. Quote, we believe that Microsoft intends to use Call of Duty to disadvantage PlayStation in terms of the availability or the manner in which the game is made available on PlayStation consoles and to drive PlayStation gamers to the Xbox platforms, specifically Game Pass. This attached to a larger discussion about PS5 features not being used and also the future of the PS6. So I do need to jump ahead to what he said about the PS6 dev kits. This is becoming uh, a significant point of contention. I don't think people necessarily understand what's going on. There is historical precedent to not give your very sensitive information about your hardware to your competitor. Jim Ryan said the following, we simply could not run the risk of a company that was owned by our direct competitor having access to that information. That information could leak into other parts of Microsoft and potentially allow them to be able to develop similar features to the ones that we would argue that we invented. This is actually a cause for concern given that Apple sued Microsoft in 1988 alleging that like 189 features had been copied to help launch Windows 2.0. So there's precedence here to say, listen, that's something companies do. This isn't specifically a Microsoft thing. It's something that any company would do if they had access to that information it would give you a huge competitive edge this makes far more sense to me than worries about call of duty hitting game pass i don't i'm not compelled jim ryan seems to think that if xbox went to game pass it would be compelling i perhaps i'm underestimating the power and the draw of call of duty hitting game pass but 
I have a hard time believing that people would buy a new console for three to five hundred dollars just to get Call of Duty on Game Pass if they already have a PS5, they already have friends in Call of Duty, they've already been playing Call of Duty on PS5. You just buy the new game for sixty or seventy dollars, saving yourself fifty or sixty bucks to get on Game Pass for ten. But the requirement being you have to buy a new console, I don't really agree with Jim Ryan here. I do think his comments about the PlayStation 6 dev kits, that's completely legitimate. That would pose a threat to the quality of Call of Duty landing on future PlayStation consoles. And keep in mind, again, Apple sued Microsoft for stealing 189 different elements of their operating system. So there's a big concern in letting them have access to PS6 dev kits. That's your competitor. Now, before moving on to the next section, Jim Ryan also indicated the list of games sent over from Phil Spencer were old games that were being promised to stay on the PlayStation. This lines up with everything that they've done thus far defending the deal. Phil Spencer really focusing on the fact that, look, hey, we didn't pull anything off of PlayStation. Well, I mean, that's great, Phil. I mean, a lot of those were contractual agreements. You, you're you legally bound to hold up those contracts. Many people have tried to parade that around. Well, you know, Xbox honored those contracts. Yeah, you're legally obligated to per merger. Like, you can't buy a company and void all contracts. That would be an amazing loophole to get out of contracts that aren't going your way. Just go through a merger and then the contracts get voided. You can't do that. So the fact that they were honoring those contracts and keeping those games there, it's not that impressive. And then he emails Jim Ryan a list of games that are old. An example, Overwatch was listed, but not Overwatch 2. And also Diablo 4 was absent. Now, Overwatch 2's omission, I think you could explain that away. You could say, oh, Overwatch was listed as a franchise. There wasn't a need to list Overwatch 2. Okay, I think you'd still want specificity. I don't think you'd want that number missing. Like, if they just threw the word Diablo in there, and then they gave you Diablo 3, and they said, oh, hey, we said Diablo was going to stay there. But the absence of Diablo 4 makes sense of why Jim Ryan would be really concerned about this deal it also seems to contradict the idea of not taking games away from playstation players diablo 4 was already marketed as multi-platform at this point in time perhaps microsoft hoped they could amend that deal the way they amended the indiana jones deal if there's no contract obligation to ship diablo 4 for playstation they could have amended the deal concerns about this i think begs the question Why was Jim Ryan also not worried about exclusivity? So he is saying that alarm bells were being set off and, hey, games were absent from this email, but then he's also saying he's not worried about exclusivity. It seems like he's contradicting himself. Something that probably hurt Ryan's case with respect to Call of Duty was an email exchange that came to light. According to IGN, in an email exchange between Ryan and former PlayStation boss Chris Deering, Ryan discussed his take on Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. As we've seen previously, Ryan initially said he believed that it was not a play for Xbox exclusivity, but rather for King's suite of mobile titles. Again, in the timeline here, maybe Jim Ryan didn't think anything about exclusivity. Maybe he wasn't concerned, and as things progressed, he became concerned. So this isn't necessarily a contradiction. We don't know the timeline, if this landed before or after. He seems to be indicating that they weren't that concerned, and then they became concerned as things progressed. That seems to line up with this email to Chris Deering, okay? The timeline may help in this case rather than hurt it, but when pressed, he was 
honest about the reality of losing Activision titles. When asked if Microsoft will stop supplying Activision games to PlayStation, Ryan said, I honestly believe that will not happen. This may be why they started focusing on not getting PS5 features or getting a degraded version of Call of Duty. He knows the power that PlayStation has with Activision revenue, and his remarks were like, oh yeah, we're not going to be able to recover if we get a degraded version of Call of Duty. Are these comments a contradiction of that? I don't think so, because he's not saying the issue is exclusivity. He's saying the issue is we would lose a valuable relationship. We could no longer work on DualSense features with Activision. That's something he cites in his testimony. We would not be able to send them the PS6 dev kits. We would get a degraded version of Call of Duty. You have to remember the context of when he said they would never recover. He said that if they got a degraded version of Call of Duty, it would, quote, seriously damage our reputation, our gamers would desert our platform in droves, and network effects would exacerbate the problem, our business would never recover. That can still be true even if he's not worried about exclusivity. They don't go hand in hand. Was he being hyperbolic? Yeah, probably. Would they be able to recover those losses if that happened with Call of Duty? It's hard to say. Call of Duty's size and how much money they generate for Sony, it makes a ton. I do find it funny how everybody wanted to dunk on Sony for making lots of his money from third-party games, and yet when they're honest about that reality, suddenly it's not true that, no, that's not true. You wouldn't, you, you'd you be able to recover from that? He wasn't saying they would go out of business. He was saying, we would never recover from that. If you lose a massive revenue source, have you ever been in contract with the business and the contract gets terminated? You don't get to recoup any of that money. You can't recover it. It's gone, and that's his concern, which I think if you look at the PS6 commentary, it makes perfectly good sense. Activision revenue generation is so good that Bobby Kotick basically bullied Xbox into higher revenue share. You, you, you still think that that property is not that valuable? You still think that Sony would be able to recover with a degraded version of Call of Duty and loss of that revenue or decreased amounts of that revenue? <laughs> Look at what Bobby Kotick did to Xbox. Speaking of Bobby Kotick, We now have the full context as to why Jim Ryan said he didn't want a new Call of Duty deal. He wanted to block the merger. In his testimony, Jim Ryan revealed that Bobby Kotick was actually seeking a new deal with PlayStation about Call of Duty. He was doing this in case the Activision deal didn't go through. So, you still think Bobby Kotick wants this deal to go through? He's actively hedging in the midst of the thing going on. He's trying to reach out to to Ryan and say, hey, let's work out a deal in case this thing doesn't happen. The question was posed to Jim Ryan, quote, did Kotick say he would stay afterwards to talk about negotiating a deal? Now, this is the infamous quote that Lulu Chang blasted all over Twitter about, well, I don't want a new deal. I want to block your merger. Jim Ryan's answer is as follows. He said he was interested in doing a deal. I told him that I thought the transaction was anti-competitive and that I hoped regulators would block it. My comment was specifically in that context. I think Kodak wanted to cover himself in negotiating a deal with PlayStation in the event the deal does not go through. It's interesting how much different this looks when it's actually viewed within the context of Bobby Kodak seeking a deal in case this doesn't happen. What's even more remarkable is how easily folks like Lulu Chang and others misled the public and spun things. Not at all, but many of the folks who have been pushing for this deal have been lying to you. That should give you pause. That, that, that should affect your content consumption, your allegiance to Twitter and YouTubers 
YouTubers who continue to take things like this and mislead the public. It's simply not what he was saying. He didn't say, I don't want a deal. I'm just here to block your merger. He said, I don't want a new deal on Call of Duty, Bobby Kotick. I, I, I want the regulators to block this. I don't think this is a good deal at all. And Bobby's sitting there trying to, trying to hedge in case the deal doesn't go through. Now, why does Jim, this is another revelation from the testimony, why does he not view Nintendo as a competitor? This is actually an important part of the case from FTC's perspective. According to IGN, the FTC has been trying to establish that Nintendo is not a competitor in the relevant market in terms of this trial, saying that the Nintendo Switch's less capable hardware puts it in a different realm than PlayStation and Xbox. Ryan largely played into this point, claiming Nintendo is in the console market, but is not Sony's direct competitor. I believe one of the reasons the FTC is working on this point is it makes it a clearer face-off between Xbox and PlayStation. The, the, the continued you know, invocation of Xbox is in third place, it's a bit of a misnomer if you aren't actually competing against Nintendo. You're not really in third place. I mean, you can, you can fudge the numbers and make yourself look like you're further behind when you include Nintendo, but if you're not competing with them, does it really matter? Then, I found his views of the Series X and the S to be interesting. P- perhaps this is more posturing than accurate. I, I, I don't know if I'm, 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 I'm believing Jim when he says this. When asked about how the Xbox Series X and the S have performed since the launch, he said, quote, I believe the demand for the Xbox Series X and S is strong. Like PlayStation, they have been troubled by supply shortages, as we understand, but demand for their products is robust in the United States. Now, it it may be fair here, he seems to be specifically talking about the strength of Xbox in the U.S. Uh, Many people are running with the headline, like, oh, you know, Phil, uh, Jim Ryan believes there's high demand for the Series X and the S. When you actually look at what he's saying, he's saying, it's it's done well in the U.S., it's robust there. Now, he continued, and I think there's, there's intention here. The majority of their games, many of their games, involve an element of shooting, and many of their games involve elements of online multiplayer, both of which typically are more popular in the U.S. than they are outside of the U.S. Now, this observation could be touching on why Ryan is concerned about a degraded Call of Duty, specifically concerned about the power that that would give Xbox over Sony in the U.S. market. So maybe that's why he's he's making mention of this. Maybe that's why he sees it this way. I don't necessarily think he's lying. I just look at the numbers and think, do you really think there's there's equal or high demand for the Series X and the S compared to the PS5? Now, he didn't say that. He's just saying there's high demand. I, I just don't see that high demand playing out right now. Last but certainly not least, what does Jim Ryan think about Starfield exclusivity? Okay, and this is, uh, many people think this is a smoking gun. I, this is hilarious. The reason people think this is a smoking gun is because of how much they have misunderstood the argumentation up to now. Many consider Jim Ryan's answer to this question problematic or a gotcha moment, which I find hilarious. According to IGN, lawyers asked Ryan point blank if he believes exclusivity for games like Redfall and Starfield is anti-competitive. He said, quote, I don't, I don't like it, but I don't view it as anti-competitive, he said about Starfield specifically. Now, what's hilarious here is, why would he say it's anti-competitive? Doing exclusivity like this is something that both companies have been doing for a very long time. Anybody that thinks this is a smoking gun, again, is betraying the fact that they don't understand what this trial is about. It's not about exclusivities. It's not about Starfield. It's not about Redfall. And this is where folks have to remember what has been said and how it's been said. Microsoft's behavior with ZeniMax and Bethesda property was never cited as anti-competitive. It was cited to establish two things. First, they will 
if they see fit, go back on their behavioral commitments. The case-by-case basis for Bethesda games was a literal joke. Titles in production, titles on the way to the market, titles that just had a contract signed, all of it was switched to an Xbox exclusive. You can't look at Redfall, Starfield, and even Indiana Jones and convince me that these were case-by-case. And the Pete Hines email practically proves that Bethesda did not see this coming. I don't even think they thought this was going to happen with their property. The second reason that we cite Microsoft's behavior with Bethesda and what they did with the property is it points to what Microsoft did to establish a pattern of behavior and motive. To go from saying you have no financial incentive to foreclose to basically foreclosing all future games to your property only, to your platform only, that's a sign of strategy. That betrays their plan. It means... According to Microsoft's own argumentation that they found financial incentive to make those games exclusive. And the thing that always gets lost here, nobody said they were not allowed to do that. That's never been the point. Nobody has ever been like, oh, they lied. No, it's they said there was no financial incentive. They were going to go case by case. And that seemingly didn't happen. Everything immediately turned into an, an exclusive and nobody's saying that they can't do that it's their property they have every right to do that once they own it nobody ever said this was anti-competitive it was always used as an example of a pattern of behavior and the real plan so the constant and the dishonest framing back then of well microsoft has every right to do that they didn't lie well that has everybody thinking today that sony and others were calling it anti-competitive and they weren't Jim Ryan is admitting what is blatantly obvious. Your own failure to realize this is why you think it's a smoking gun. One last tidbit about cloud gaming that I think is incredibly important, but not much was said about it. Ryan believes that cloud gaming will be a, quote, meaningful component of how gamers access games between 2025 and 2035. That 10-year span is, I think, very, very important because this lines up with what many companies are seemingly trying to do. Get into cloud gaming now because it's going to be hitting its stride in the coming years. So what do I think? As a as is customary for anything about this deal, so many people are twisting, misleading, or just getting the facts wrong. The timeline here seems pretty simple. Jim Ryan wasn't all that concerned, and then an email from Phil Spencer set the alarm bells ringing. Now that's an email we can't see, but it also appears that from the beginning, Jim Ryan was against this deal for the same reasons many others are. Once he saw the plan, or once he saw the concerning realities, he was against the deal for the same reason that I'm against the deal. The deal is anti-competitive. Him not being concerned about Call of Duty going exclusive lines up to with what I have said all along. Microsoft could never afford to do that, even if they wanted to. The potential degraded Call of Duty argument, I think, is much stronger, especially in light of the impending PlayStation 6. And again, according to Jim Ryan's testimony, they worked with Activision on DualSense features. Those are the types of fractures that happen when all of a sudden, a company that generates 48% of its purchases on your platform is now owned by your competitor. Losing that relationship to your competitor and of necessity getting a less optimized call of duty would be damaging to Sony. At the end of the testimonial, I think one thing is clear. 
Jim Ryan sees gaming in the market in similar ways to many of us, but he clearly doesn't see things the way that Microsoft does, which makes perfect sense for why rabid Xbox fans dislike him so much. Fundamentally, I don't think his testimony made a dent in either direction. I don't think he helped the FTC. I don't think he hurt the FTC. Both sides continue to claim that every testimonial, every quote, every email is somehow a smoking gun and they're cooking the FTC or the FTC's cooking Microsoft. The main takeaway I got from Jim Ryan's testimony is twofold. First, those of us who have been critical of Game Pass have commonality with many in the industry. And second, there has been a concerted effort to lie and mislead the public about this deal and what's been said about it. And that should be more concerning than anything we've heard up to now. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusion. Jim Ryan's comments and demeanor make one thing clear. Those who kept insisting he was crying or panicking were clearly projecting their own fear and emotions onto him. Like many people in a position this high up, he seemingly knows what he's doing. I found his commentary on Game Pass to be the most telling. If the industry sees Game Pass in a negative light, that'll pose a significant challenge to Xbox long term, and it casts a whole new light on the Activision deal. They can't get companies to go on to Game Pass. Companies don't like Game Pass. And Microsoft has to spend billions to own the companies just to put the games there. That should be very concerning. Many companies in the industry don't see Game Pass as helpful. They see it as value destructive. And Microsoft wants to brute force the industry onto their funnel. The second thing is, his lack of concern about exclusivity definitely weakens some of Sony's past remarks. I don't think you can brush over that. I don't think you can say, oh, they're gonna, we're worried about Call of Duty, we're worried about Call of Duty, and then be like, yeah, we don't really think this is about exclusivity. I think that hurts some of their past remarks. But I believe his new comments about the PlayStation 6 help to bolster their concerns about a degraded Call of Duty. And if anything, this is a more likely and more damaging outcome. Ripping Call of Duty from PlayStation would be mutual destruction. And as much as Xbox enjoys losing money to hurt their competition, as evidenced by this case, that's a check that I don't think they'd be allowed to write. Conclusion. Sadly, this case will continue to trundle along and it will require coverage. With Bobby Kotick taking the stand today, I can't see that being a nothing burger. There will likely be more revelations, more emails, and more discoveries. And that will unfortunately require more coverage from me. As promised, I will only cover this when I have to. And when folks like Jim Ryan and Bobby Kotick take the stand, that certainly means that I have to. Regardless of the outcome, I hope we can get back to gaming. But I also hope We can continue to elevate the conversation and the coverage to be more about facts and less about fandom. And that is the show open. I forgot to, I forgot to undeafen in discord. I'm so, so sorry. Whoever was in there, somebody was in there listening. I appreciate you guys being here so, so much. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm, I'm not big enough for this shirt. I just realized I'm a little too skinny. It says you wouldn't like me when I'm hangry. If you like this shirt, I'm going to be featuring a lot of ripped apparel. Use the link in the description below. You can go to bit.ly 
forward slash reforge ripped and that will count for me that will help me they have shirts between 14 and 25 bucks very very well priced very great print quality make sure and support us over there at ripped we're happy to be an affiliate with them let me pop out the chat let's get the member count going let's do that every day we've been hitting good good numbers every 25 members i give five let's get the coffee in the frame get your coffee orders going it should do a little chingering and a little pop-up whenever we get a coffee order i've got my headphones on the table so so i should i should hear it make sure you guys are also smashing the like button that helps out the video man smash that like button there's over a thousand people here and as far as fan funding this morning i can see here defreezy with two months of membership says thank you for the gifted sub next payday i'll renew and i'll give some more this is good stuff we really appreciate all of the gifted members all the new members if you've been gifted a member before uh and you've maybe you've been enjoying that consider upgrading Consider upgrading to member plus. It's $1, but it will take you out of the gifted member pool and it makes room for more people. So curious what you guys thought about Jim Ryan's testimony and the things that he said. Sorry, I missed some of that. Can you start over? No, I, I can't do that. Give this man a sandwich. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I'm not hangry right now. You just you just wouldn't like me when I'm hangry. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure Game Pass is the argument Sony should be making, seeing as their vision is only different via first party day and date releases. Joker Quinn gifts a membership. Thank you so, so much starting the day off. And it goes to Pulga and John. No, I'm sorry. Josh with a two month membership says great coverage. Keep working hard. Thank you. I don't necessarily think he was making an argument about like this deal shouldn't go through because of game pass they asked him about game pass and the consensus was the industry doesn't like it the the publishers don't like it you're devaluing what we do and again this is the problem yo dave 1d was six months welcome back thanks for the content in the community that's this is precisely the problem that we touched on yesterday k.cole gifts a membership it's a single gifted member train everybody jump on five bucks and you can gift a member to somebody else thank you so much for doing that k.cole this lines up so much with what we talked about yesterday the idea that microsoft can just brute force their strategy they can just say oh people don't like you don't you don't like game pass well now that's fine We'll just gobble up portions of the industry and then it'll have to go on Game Pass. Now, I know what people are going to say. They're going to say, well, these companies, you know, willingly allow themselves to be purchased. You, 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 you do understand that they have to entertain these level of buyouts. They can't ignore a buyout when someone's offering that level of money. The shareholders are going to say, you better take that deal. It's not easy to say no to a buyout of this magnitude. Yo, another gifted member from DK Beggar. Thank you so much, DK Beggar. When you're talking about publishers not liking Game Pass, you're listening to what Jim Ryan's saying. You're not listening to anybody else. You're taking his word. How many times has he lied? So you think he just lied under oath? You think he was just like, yeah, I've I've spoken to publishers. There's at least two CEOs of two companies that have spoken out against Game Pass at least two, publicly have stated that they don't think Game Pass is good. You Listen, listen, I, I cited multiple sources, by the way. I corroborated what Jim Ryan said. Were you not paying attention? 
Jez Corden, very pro Microsoft and Xbox, writes for Windows Central. He said he's encountering indie studios and AA studios that are skeptical about Game Pass. They're like, I, I don't know. We don't think we can flourish over there. There are plenty of people that have said, that's somebody who's pro Xbox telling you that there are companies right now that are skeptical of, of Game Pass. They're like, I, I don't know about that. There's been there's been plenty of other companies that have spoken out. Two whole publishers. See, I, I love the assumption that he's lying. And when I say two publishers, you recast it, reframe it dishonestly. He didn't say two publishers. He said all of the publishers that have he has spoken to say they don't like Game Pass. I cited and said there's been at least two that have spoken out publicly. Then. Jez Corden's not covering the case. I didn't say he was covering the case. Some of you guys really need to keep up. He was speaking about Xbox in general. And he said, he said, I have spoken privately to indie studios and double A studios that are skeptical of Game Pass. If you think Jim Ryan just sat down in front of the FTC and was like, yeah, it was just publishers hate it, and I've spoken to him, and he's just lying. There's evidence in the public right now that what he's saying is true. Very few publishers do day and date with big titles. Oh, lest we forget, there's a third publisher that is against Game Pass, and you want to know who it is? It's Activision Blizzard. As a matter of public record, we avoid Game Pass. It is antithetical to sales. It is cannibalistic to sales. It's amazing to me. It's amazing the commitment to just be, oh no, Jim Ryan's lying. I mean, I mean, I know Activision said that they avoid Game Pass. I, I know Jez Corden said he's spoken to AA studios and indie studios that are skeptical about going on Game Pass because it's hard to flourish against Microsoft's property. I know all that's happened. I know there's been other companies and CEOs that have spoken out against Game Pass, but I still think he's lying. I, I still think he's lying. They're the ones being bought. You, traditionally and historically, as a matter of public record and the documents that went before these investigations and these regulatory bodies, Activision Blizzard has avoided Game Pass because it's cannibalistic to sales. If if Game Pass is so great, why did they put Diablo 4 there? Why? Why? If Game Pass is so wonderful and publishers think it's great, why? Activision said all subscription services. Right. That's the point, isn't it? That publishers are looking at Game Pass and saying, that's bad for the industry. One from King Mike. Thank you so much for coming in and gifting a member. Taking us to four. A two spot from Zippy Narwhal. Patrick Wren, Jedi Survivor, says otherwise. Oh, the the guy that said that companies would never willingly launch a, a game in a bad state, that guy on Twitter, maybe maybe he should look at how crappy Jedi Survivor is right now and shut the frick up. Maybe he should do that. He, he completely misunderstood what Jim Ryan said. And maybe when you launch a game that runs like dog water, you shouldn't be out here talking about game companies would never intentionally launch a game in a bad state. Why don't you get your own house in order and fix Jedi Survivor and stay off of Twitter? <laughs> Why don't you do that? 
You want to come out here and wax about game companies wouldn't launch a game in a bad state? Have you looked at your review scores on Steam of Jedi Survivor? Have you? Frick out of here. It's, it's amazing to me. On purpose? Yeah. Go watch the director's interview. It was on purpose. Yes. It was on purpose. They knew that game was in a bad state, and the director said, no, we don't need, we don't need any more time. They, they knew. It's, it's remarkable to me. <clears throat> a gifted member from Scott Woodford coming in with five. So Activision Blizzard is officially on record as avoiding Game Pass. Who was the other who was the other CEO that spoke out Eugene? Was it Take-Two? It was the CEO of Devolver and the CEO of Take-Two, I believe. They both spoke out against Game Pass. And they said that they didn't think it was good. Yeah, chat's really moving today. Match I knew it! I knew it! There was the layup! The five! And he's just gonna slam 25 on top of it! Mitch gifting 20 members on the day! That takes us to 25 already! Was it take two, Krenab? Krenab's watching over here on Kick. Thanks everybody watching over there on Kick. Make sure you're hitting follow. Consider becoming a subscriber over there on Kick. Rockstar? Devolver Digital publicly spoke out. I believe Take-Two also did. Activision Blizzard is on public record as saying, we avoid Game Pass. It's cannibalistic to sales. DK Baker is going to be the agent of chaos. He pushes it over to 26, and that's 26 out of 50. A 10 spot from Sean Murray says, there's also evidence in the public that says the opposite. There's plenty of publishers and developers who have spoken out for it. Case in point, Dirt 5 publishers said they did great in Game Pass. Okay, we're getting lost in the fray of people in chat that lie and argue from bad faith, Sean. I am not saying every single publisher. I specifically worded this way in in the opening monologue. I said... Jim Ryan said that every publisher he's spoken to is against Game Pass. They're unanimous. The people that he talks to, the people that he rubs shoulders with are like, we don't like that. That's antithetical to sales. Don't you think it's interesting? Don't you think it's interesting that in light of that, you can't look at the industry right now and see companies are avoiding Game Pass and they're avoiding Xbox? Reforge only wants to hear negative and bias for Sony. Yeah, and I don't let people like you hang out. Take your white badge and leave. If you're going to lie, if you're going to be dishonest, if you're going to besmirch me, you don't get to hang out here. You're not tall enough to ride this ride. I feel like Jim isn't a reliable narrator. I I can't believe that this is the thing we're going to get stuck on. Of all the things he said, we're going to get stuck on publishers don't like game pass you think that's this big scandalous lie that i think there's tons of context missing from the deposition as part of it is sealed says eugene i tend to think he's talking about day and date more than subservice that's what i'm saying like it's not that scandalous to say that publishers don't like that reality about game pass that he says it's value destructive 
who said big scandalous lie people are reacting as if it's a lie they're like no it's not true it's like it's 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 pretty readily available to think that publishers wouldn't like that plenty of publishers are avoiding it activision blizzard is on record as avoiding it they don't like it they're like no that's an that's antithetical to what we do that's cannibalistic that, that doesn't that hurt sales why would we do that the company they're trying to buy is on record as being against it they're diametrically opposed to it and you're like yeah well i still think jim ryan is lying it's value enhancing for me you're not listening to the context of the statement evidence with seven months says i see game pass will lower the quality of games wearing down the quality over quantity you guys also aren't considering his statement in the grand context of it you do realize that in that in that context of game pass he went on to say they never asked call of duty to come to playstation plus because he knew bobby would say no don't you see he's saying listen in in our experience the publishers don't like this they, they don't want to do this to the point that we never even broached the subject with bobby we never even entertained it we knew he would say no Jim Ryan saying, in my experience and the publishers that we talk to, they think that's value destructive to do that. And he gives an example. We, we never even asked, we never even asked uh, Bobby to do it. He gives an example from their own practices. He's like, yeah, we, we knew he would say no. He's like, here's a publisher. Here's a really big publisher. They don't want to do it. They don't like doing it. We, we, we knew that. Bobby was public about that. So we never even asked. I can agree it's small fries and we don't need to dwell on it, but I'm going to look at it sideways. I don't think it's hard to imagine that as that as Jim Ryan has attempted to approach publishers with their own PlayStation Plus strategy, listen to me, they, they've implemented this own strategy with PlayStation Plus. They're like, we're not doing that. We need to do the virtuous cycle. He did this in an interview a while ago. It's not hard to imagine him having conversations with publishers that are like, frick no, we don't want to do that. That's, 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 that's value destructive. Why would we want to do that? We're in the business of selling games. And, and he's in agreement because of their own management of their own studios. Insomniac has grown under this format. Uh, Gorilla's grown under this format. Uh, what's the other one? Santa Monica's grown under this format. Still can't find the exact transcript. Right, we're going based off of people that are there and typing up the quotes. F the cat says, Xbox became spoiled and entitled to Game Pass. Hang on, Richard Rodriguez with a, uh, with a uh, two spot. The triple OG gangsta Lona, what did I miss? Just got on. Yo, what's good? We're, uh, we're recap. We're not really recapping. We're discussing whether or not Jim Ryan told the truth when he said that Publishers have told him that Game Pass is value destructive, that he's got unanimous feedback from publishers about that. That would be fine if most publishers weren't choosing to do it anyway. Most publishers. So all of 2022 and this year, you've seen tons of major publishers push their games to Game Pass. You've seen that. Don't you think it's interesting that all those titles that Xbox said, hey, that's a great lineup. We're getting those titles too. Remember those 12 titles? None of those titles are going to Game Pass. 
What, what do you mean? You're doing the same thing. You're saying, oh, most publishers. Really? Most publishers are going to Game Pass? Is is that why? Like, Choose a narrative, please. Is the narrative that Microsoft's the underdog and, and PlayStation out here locks in all these third-party companies into contracts and, and we can't get games? Boo-hoo-hoo. Is that true? Or is it true that most publishers love going on Game Pass? Which, which is it? Which narrative are we going with today? Are we dealing with the underdog who just can't get any third-party companies to work with them? Aw, shucks. Or is it that most publishers are putting their games on Game Pass? Which narrative is it today? Which one is it? It's not binary. It is when people use the words like most. M- most? I'm not, saying, I, I'm not saying that all publishers avoid Game Pass. You also have to look at things on a continuum. Game Pass came out, started out strong. We saw big promises from Phil Spencer. Go back to when he initially talked about Forza. Kura he with a two spot. I'm so happy I found someone like you. Keep going. Go back to the original comments from Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer's out here telling the public that Game Pass actually increases sales. Word of mouth, derp a derp a derp, and then they go before these regulatory bodies, and the truth is, that's not true. Game Pass is cannibalistic to sales. So don't you think, in the wake of everything that's happening, there's a change of opinion taking place? Jez Corden, writing for Windows Central, this guy's pro Xbox, he writes for a company and a, play, and a website called Windows Central, even he said he is speaking to indies and AA studios that are now skeptical, I'm skeptical of that, I don't know, I don't know if we can flourish over there. You want to grab a couple of companies that think it's great and have had a good time with Game Pass, that's fine, that's not part of the larger discussion. Can't do any precision work in this noise. I'll stick to big brush, big brush strokes for now. We can all agree that Zelda games are for children. Eugene says, like, seriously, they have their own subservice. We are definitely missing some sort of context here, like we always are. Th- that's that We're missing something. Eugene, that's why I tried to point to, he talked about their own subservice. Jim Ryan didn't sit down with the intention of besmirching Game Pass. He's saying... This is what we do with our subservice. Think, zoom all the way out. Everybody calm down for a second. We got all the way to temperature 11 way too fast today. Let's just take a breath, okay? I wore a green shirt today to disarm you so that you'd be a little bit more calm and a little bit more soothed, okay? Let's all just calm down. (laughs) Think about it like this. The larger discussion is about the concerns of what Microsoft could do with a piece of property like Call of Duty going to Game Pass. And Phil Spencer has made it very clear that's the goal with Activision Blizzard, to put these games on Game Pass. So Jim Ryan, within that context, is saying, we never even approached Bobby to do that. We know that Bobby is against that. And he also says he's concerned about the damage it would do to them if Call of Duty was suddenly on Game Pass. In that context, he says, the publishers I've spoken to, they're unanimously agreeing that that's destructive to value. Bobby himself has been against it and has avoided it. He's not out here saying Game Pass is trash and all you Game Pass peasants are trash. He's saying 
zoom all the way out and connect all those dots. It's a larger discussion. Let's assume he's talking about AAA games. I'm assuming he's talking about AAA games because in the context of the discussion, Zubair, he's talking about why they never put Call of Duty on PS Plus. Uh, PS Plus was designed to be a legacy thing, so Jim was talking about day one. I'm not sure what you mean. Animo with a five spot. Phil under oath. Everything he says is the truth. Jim under oath. Obviously, he's lying. I see this coming from both camps. It's annoying. Yeah, seriously. The people that are like, Jim's lying, just shut the frick up. You're not adding to the conversation. You're just a caveman. No, I didn't do that with, with Phil Spencer. Oh, uh, he's surely lying. Because it... Uh, it like, I don't know, because... So, all of these all these men are sitting down, and they're, they're coming under oath and saying things. You do realize they're doing that in the midst of exhaustive discovery, right? Discovery process is pulling all this stuff out. And do you honestly think that Jim Ryan would say that if he couldn't substantiate it? If he couldn't prove that, yeah, look, here's publishers I've spoken to. he's saying as a matter of a legal proceeding, yeah, I've spoken with publishers. They think it's value destructive. You don't think they could then say, what publishers? Thank you. We'll subpoena those publishers. Like, how dumb are you? Seriously. I mean that. I mean that question. How dumb are you? You think he would do that? He would just go up there and be like, yep. Yep. I've spoken to publishers, and they think it's value destructive. What publishers? What? I didn't think you were going to ask that. I was lying. (laughs) What are you talking about? Did he substantiate it? Much of what was said we don't have access to. We have snippets. We We have snippets. It's remarkable to me. It's remarkable to me. He did. Prove it. Prove he lied. Prove it. Prove that he's not spoken to publishers that think Game Pass is value destructive. Prove it. Go ahead. Burden of proof is on you. You're claiming he lied. Prove it. I was in there. He did do that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You were in there? You were in the room? Really? Yeah, I bet. Your account's a month old. Get the frick out of my chat. You're just here to be disruptive. I I can smell it. I can smell it on you. I knew it. I was like, I guarantee you this account's fresh. Game Pass is good. It gives you more choice. Amos, Amos, tr- track with me here. Track with me here. You're discussing this as a consumer. That has nothing to do with what publishers think, brother. All publishers I talk to ain't equal to all publishers. We're going off of people quoting him. I'm just going to pull up the quote that I found. I read it as all publishers I've spoken to. That's what I read. Maybe I misread it. Let me just go back and read what he said. Let's just go. Again, we're reading quotes. Uh, We believe this. He said this. Those are alarm bells. Where's the Game Pass thing? Uh, That's just Corden. That's that. Okay. <laughs> you, you, we, we have to have some basic understanding here, okay? 
Kurahi with the two spot. It's so funny that Destin's defending Microsoft. I, I don't care about him. This is the quote that, that he has been quoted at saying this. This is what's been written up. Okay. The Game Pass business model appears to have some challenges, and Microsoft appears to be losing a lot of money on it. That's what he said. Yo, a brand new member from Cura He. Guys, you don't have to wait for gifteds. I owe you five every 25. We're on our way to 50. But if you just join on your own, you add to the count, right? Okay, he continues, and he says the following. I talked to all the publishers, and they unanimously do not like Game Pass because it is value-destructive. Now, when he says, I talked to all the publishers, you really think he's claiming he spoke to every publisher in existence? Or is he speaking within the context of, yeah, I I spoke with all the publishers. Who? What publishers? I'm assuming the publishers that they work with, the publishers that he has conversations with. You, You think he got on the phone and he said, Deborah, get me all the publishers. Yeah, yeah, get them all. It's, it's clear he's not saying, I spoke to every single publisher in existence, and they all said the same thing. Come on. You're reading too much into the statement. He's making it very clear. He's like, I, I spoke to all the publishers. They think it's value destructive. What, what publishers? I guarantee you he could list the ones that he's spoken to. He's under oath. He said all publishers under oath. But, uh, oh my gosh, again, we don't have the context. What's the antecedent? Is he saying all the publishers that he is in in practice with? Because he adds, listen to the context. You guys have to understand how to use context and go Google the word antecedent for crying out loud. He added that Sony has never asked Activision to add new versions of Call of Duty to its PlayStation Plus subscription model. He's literally saying... All of the publishers that I speak to. It's not making it sound like he spoke to a couple. So he lied? How do you know that he lied? How? It'd be fairly easy. It'd be fairly easy to prove that he lied. You would say, well, what publishers did you speak to? Did you mean all the publishers in the world? You actually think he sat down and said that. Some of y'all are brain dead. You think that he sat down and said that and meant it. Oh yeah, they're going to believe this. Yeah. Hey FTC, I spoke to every single publisher in existence and they all think this. That's not what he's saying. My gosh. We're also going based off of someone's transcript. What if they heard him wrong? What if in the context... What if he's coming out of a previous sentence talking about, yeah, we deal with a lot of publishers. Yeah, yeah, we work with a lot of publishers. We negotiate a lot of deals for PlayStation Plus. I spoke to all the publishers, and they think it's value destructive. That's called an antecedent. He's referring back to the previous sentence, and he's saying, I spoke to all the publishers. Do you understand that in the context, he could literally be saying, Yeah, we work with a lot of publishers and we negotiate a lot of deals for PS Plus and we negotiate a lot of first party exclusivity on third party exclusivity and time exclusivity. I spoke to all the publishers and they unanimously don't like Game Pass. They think it's value destructive. You understand that in that context, that's completely legitimate statements to make. Like, 
you so you think he went in there and was trying to convince the FTC I spoke to every publisher on on God's green earth yep every single one of them mm-hmm yeah even the little ones yeah even the Canadian ones what the frick Google definite article and indefinite article. Oh, you want me to Google the difference between uh and the? He wouldn't be able to say uh and indefinite article in this case because I spoke to uh the pub uh publishers, publishers plural. I spoke to all uh publishers would be a nonsensical statement. He wouldn't say I spoke to all uh publishers. He wouldn't use the indefinite article because that wouldn't make grammatical sense. Again, if I tell you we work with a lot of teams in the NBA and we work on a lot of contracts. I spoke with all the teams and they don't like this. Are you saying you spoke with every team in the NBA? N- n- no. No. I work with a lot of teams in the NBA, broker a lot of deal with a lot of these teams. I spoke to all the teams. In that context, the antecedent is these are the teams I'm referring back to. I've spoken to all of them. Good golly, the stuff that we get stuck on because you're so hell-bent on accusing a man of lying because you don't like what he said. You're so insecure, it's shocking that you survived the internet. You're so insecure. This man said something negative about your favorite subscription service, so he's just got to be lying. It's exhausting dealing with it. It's so exhausting. We're literally stuck on this? We're stuck on this because you're so damn insecure. You can't take a man saying, I have spoken to publishers, they view Game Pass as being value destructive, and your jimmies get so effing rustled that you disrupt an entire conversation to be like, Jim Ryan lied. He said all the publishers. You you think that? You think that's what he meant? Jiminy. It's like I'm playing cards with my brother's kids. Golly. The stuff that we get stuck on. It's so irritating. It's amazing that yesterday... Yesterday was relatively calm. But all it takes is Jim Ryan saying, all it takes is Jim Ryan saying, I've spoken to the publishers. They think Game Pass is value destructive. Like, I can't believe how defensive people get about this. I don't, it's it's remarkable to me. I feel like some of you would have a calmer reaction if he insulted your mother. Uh, 10 spot from Sean Murray. I actually kind of like you, but I studied criminology and in the courtroom you have to be direct. You can't just say all the publishers. You had to say publishers I've spoken to. He doesn't have to say that if it's within the context of other statements, Sean. I already displayed that grammatically. I already displayed that grammatically. You could literally go from one sentence to the other and all the publishers would be the antecedent referring back to what you had previously said. Like, what did you say, Eugene? 
I think those lawyers knew exactly who he was talking about because they're sealed portions of the depositions we will never see, and that's why it wasn't pressed on. Right. So, let me ask you something. Do you think the Microsoft lawyers are absolutely stupid? Because don't you think they would have pressed him on that? Jim, let me ask you something. You said you spoke to all the publishers. You, you spoke to every publisher in the world? There's a reason the Microsoft lawyers didn't press him on that. Because it's not what he was saying. So everybody in the room got it wrong. And just overlooked it? It's in a deposition. It's up to the attorney questioning him to clarify. Also, you're given an opportunity later to amend your testimony if you said something in error, says Zubair. FTC lawyers, not Microsoft lawyers. Do the Microsoft lawyers not have a chance to ask him any questions in this portion? Or was, was he purely only responding to FTC lawyers? It was my understanding that they could ask him questions. I swear I had se- I had sections where it said they asked him questions. Am I misremembering yesterday? Am I crossing my brain from yesterday? That was Jez's article. Hang on. Because they were cross-referencing... He sent a video. I have chats I missed. All right, hang on a second. Uh, a five spot from K. Cole says, "Move on, Lona. They won't get it." Zero steel with a month says, "You know it's effed up when you're talking about grammar and dialect." Mike with five months reforged. Got to admit your genuine spirit and fire for justice of truths makes it a privilege to be here. Thank you so much, Jay Mendez with a two spot. I enjoy hearing you shut down misinformed people. I thought it was a video statement. How could it be a video statement? He was being asked questions. I don't understand how that works. You can't pull any of this up and watch it, by the way. That's part of the problem. Was it live or a pre-recorded de- depot? I don't know. We can't watch any of it. It's all sealed. Like we're really we're we're literally going off the quotes of other people. There are people that wrote down what he said. William Lewis was Oh, I already answered that. Thank you for the two spot, William Lewis. How do you do a pre so it's a pre-recorded video and he just answered questions they can't they can't ask a follow-up question to it was pre-recorded he wasn't live I don't even like Jim Ryan but clearly this is a nothing comment a pre-recorded deposition wait so they recorded him being asked questions correct he didn't just take a list of questions and record his answers. They sat with him, asked him questions, and recorded it. A deposition is just like testifying in court. Right, like he's under oath. He can't just say whatever the frick he wants. They would have... Pr- I'm telling you that, that we got stuck on this and we don't need to talk about this any further. If they genuinely thought he meant every single publisher they would have pressed him on that the ftc lawyers wouldn't have not they wouldn't just let that go i'm like oh oh wow every everyone huh imagine that bob all right next question it was just like him being in court says eugene yeah people want to act like he like recorded it on his cell phone and sent it in this is a deposition that was recorded He was questioned by the FTC and they sent it in. So that means the Microsoft lawyers haven't had a chance to ask him questions. If they would have been there or were they there, Eugene? 
or when they do this sort of thing is it just FTC fact finding and those lawyers the Microsoft lawyers can only talk to him what if they subpoena him and bring him to the bring him back to ask him questions I don't know how all this freaking works we can't even watch it they won't even they, they won't even let us watch it the one guy would you be on crossfire again this week I don't know I, I I'm not sure I don't Friday night's tough I, I, I like hanging out with members I don't like bumping members it's tough to do that it's really hard on the schedule I got to scramble from dinner to be on Crossfire. Then I got to scramble from Crossfire to members. It's kind of stressful. Generally, the other lawyers are there to ask you questions. Donnie says the Microsoft lawyers were there. Okay. If the Microsoft lawyers' depositions include both sides, okay, then everyone just shut up about this. This is such a nothing burger. Gee, many Christmas. What a waste of energy. If the, if the Microsoft lawyers were prefer, present and could ask questions, they would have asked about that. Oh my gosh. They would have asked about that. They'd be like, every single publisher? They knew that's not what he meant because the full context of the discussion, as I said before, as I said before, the full context of this discussion was about Call of Duty putting them at a disadvantage if it goes on Game Pass. He's establishing why we never ask Call of Duty to go on PlayStation Plus. He's talking about the publishers that he's spoken to, and he says, yeah, they unanimously think that Game Pass is value destructive. This is not at all the scandalous thing that you think it is. Some of y'all are just so freaking sensitive. You're so insecure about Game Pass. My gosh. Microsoft lawyer literally pressed him. Oh, Donnie, why'd you delete it? Just let the typo go. You basically go to a place and there's all the lawyers. A courtroom lady types too fast and then you answer all the questions. They can ask details just like in court, says Detective Seeds. John Murray says, I'm going to give you one more. There's a guy on Twitter who's giving exact transcripts of what was said blow by blow. He never gave any antecedent following that statement, so it puts himself in a bind. Sean... We just put this to bed. The Microsoft lawyers would have pressed him on it, and you don't have everything. Certain elements of the interview are sealed. Uh, I'm sorry, the deposition. Microsoft lawyer literally pressed Ryan and asked him, you spoke to all the publishers, did you? What was his response to that question? Typo can't be read by Lono usually. He was taking questions from Microsoft lawyers. A five spot from Claymore's. I believe some bots in chat are Microsoft AI programs. As a reminder, this is an administrative agency, so it's not 100% like Court TV. There's the qualification. Ryan responded to the Microsoft lawyer and said, I talk to publishers all the time, and this is a very commonly held view over many years by the publishers. There you go. He was not trying to claim I spoke to every single publisher in existence. Golly goodness. Gee, many Christmas. What a waste of time. I couldn't find that quote, Donnie. I had six different articles that had quotations from what he said, and that's all I had. I, I, I didn't find that anywhere, or I would have included it. I would have included it. I I assumed exactly what he said, so my assumption was pretty safe. It was a safe assumption. It was reasonable to be like, 
He's talking about all of the publishers that he talks to. He's not saying every publisher. He's saying, yeah, I, I, all the ones I talk to don't like this. And right there, there you have it. The Xbox lawyer, the Microsoft lawyer presses him on it, and he literally says it. That's what he says. He's like, yeah, it's commonly held. I talk to a lot of publishers. Good golly. J. Lewis 500 with a $5 tip. Xbox stands. I will die for Xbox. Goodness gracious. That's why I don't like covering this. We have to hack through so much bad faith bullshit every single time we cover this. So much bad faith dishonesty. It's exhausting. This whole series of information came from Microsoft lawyers questioning him. Oh my god. Eugene is saying that it came from Microsoft lawyers, Zubair. Can we move on now? I the thing I found most interesting wasn't even that. <laughs> I I didn't even find that part the, that interesting. I found it interesting for a completely different reason. Ghost in the Garage Gaming with two months. The bot loyalists in chat seem to forget that all the third-party AAA games that skipped Game Pass. Hmm, wonder why. Right, that's the... Oh my gosh. It always has to turn into a fanboy fight. I swear you guys do it on purpose, and I always freaking fall for it. You try to make me look like a pony. You talk like a crazy freaking insane person. I get so annoyed and wound up that I start ranting and raving. They're like, yep, here's this pony. And it's like, no, you're, you're in here disrupting the conversation. It's crystal clear. And this was the main point I was trying to make. I wasn't trying to bash Game Pass. I actually feel like my take is a little unique in the grand scheme of what people have said about this. I said, if Microsoft successfully gets Activision Blizzard, it actually might exacerbate their problem with third-party publishers and developers. They might actually make that worse on themselves. Do you not talk with bias? Everybody talks with bias. Do you think you're, you're, you're the magic man in the room that has no bias? When have I ever claimed I don't have bias? Have I ever claimed that? Everyone has bias. When bias overrides the delivery of fact and truth... That's the problem. I give you the facts, and then I give you my opinion. I don't obfuscate the facts, slant them, spin them, or hide them. I try to give you everything I can, and then I tell you what I think. Everybody is biased. Everybody has a bias. It's when bias short-circuits the delivery of truth and facts. That's the issue. I don't do that. I even today in my monologue said this hurts their past remarks. It sounds like he's contradicting himself. I even said I don't really believe Jim on this one. I don't. I don't believe that Call of Duty going to Game Pass would be that detrimental. I don't. Maybe I'm underestimating it, but I don't agree with him on that. I don't I think he's overstating that. When your bias riles you up like this and you do honestly? No. No, you're mistaking bias for anger against liars. There's a distinct difference between my bias affecting my delivery of truth. We just spent 45 minutes dealing with a bunch of bad faith liars. 
They come in, they lie, they obfuscate the truth. I get annoyed because I'm rigidly committed to the truth, and that's what riles me up. I have a bias for the truth. So when people want to come in and shovel all this BS, I get irritated. I get more emotionally activated as a human being. I have more of a human moment. I get more emotionally activated when people lie. You think I get that emotionally invested and care about Jim Ryan? Gee, many freaking Christmas. I don't care about him. I care about the truth. That matters way more to me. Always will. And to accuse a man of lying by taking one comment that Microsoft actually clarified and wasting 30 minutes of the day... That's, that's irritating. That's not me being like, oh, I'm just I'm really upset you guys were insulting Jim Ryan. Julio with a VIP. Welcome back in. Now listen to me. Listen to me. I think it's far more interesting to consider what Activision Blizzard will do to Game Pass. I think that's way more interesting of a discussion. J. Lewis becomes a member and bumps the number to 28. Man, you guys, after that ringer I just went through, I, I, I deserve some likes and some members. Come on. That was exhausting. I'm shocked, just shocked, that the first statement was uh, presented without the clarification of the latter comments to get clicks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. L- let me explain what I mean. Uh, Capono with eight months. Thank you. Shout out for you having the patience to deal with the cavemen in chat. All right, l- l- let me let me explain what I mean. Yeah, I need a mega pint after all of that. We have it on good authority that J- Jim Ryan is claiming that he has spoken to publishers that don't like Game Pass. We have Activision saying they actively avoid Game Pass because they think it's cannibalistic to sales. We have Jez Corden at Windows Central saying, Jez Corden at Windows Central saying, he has spoken to indies and AA companies that are skeptical about it. Thank you, Claymores. He says, Lona deserves some props for this. Thank you, Claymores, for gifting a member. He's setting up, somebody set it up. Somebody set up the 30, the 30 layup so somebody can slam home the 50. There's some big boys in chat today. They'll do it. And and so follow the track record there. Follow the trajectory of he Jim Ryan saying it, Activision's publicly and privately been against going on it. The CEO of Devolver, the CEO of Take Two, they've all spoken out against Game Pass. And then Jez Corden, who writes for Windows Central, very pro Xbox guy, okay, he says he has spoken to AA and indie studios that don't want to go on Game Pass or they're skeptical about Game Pass. Why? It's hard to flourish there because of all the property there. They keep it very curated. Imagine what's going to happen if suddenly Game Pass is basically an Activision Blizzard catalog. Now, I want you to imagine that you're a developer, you're a studio, you're a smaller company. Oh, K.Cold, Donnie, and Kira He with a three little gifted member train. They all wanted to set up the layup, and Kyle Wilkerson says, I'm lost. Is the APK deal still dying, or has something changed? Sorry, I've been taking care of the newborn. Thank you for the VIP gold. Kyle Wilkerson, welcome back in. It's not dead. It's not going through. It's it's at a standstill right now. The guys on Twitter will have you believe it's dead or that it's going through. 
depending on you know the, the team that they support I don't think Jim Ryan made a dent in either direction by the way I said that in my show open right I, I don't think he made a dent I don't think he hurt the case or helped the case now there may be things that are kept private right now that we've not seen that are more damaging like the email he says that he got an email from from Phil Spencer that was like, uh, yeah, this set off a lot of alarm bells. That email may in fact be damaging to Microsoft. We don't know. We can't see it. So I didn't want to focus on what we don't know. Yeah, congrats on the newborn, by the way. Reaper's going to come in and join the single gifted member train. Keep it going. Keep all those members at the top of the chat. They don't stay long there when they're single. William Lewis with a five spot. It should be obvious that Game Pass cannibalizes sales. I have no intention of buying Starfield, but because of Game Pass, I'm going to try it. Thank you for the five spot. I appreciate that. I saw somewhere that was said that if the deal doesn't go through, that Bethesda might buy their way out of Microsoft. I've not seen that anywhere. I've not seen that anywhere. Blocked by Reforge this morning. Oh, on Twitter? Yeah, anybody that insults me or attacks me gets an instant block. I don't need to see what you have to say. Sony paid Jez to say that. I swear you said cross-platform is bad. When did I say cross-platform is bad? Wouldn't Activision being owned by one company be better by your own logic? That they concentrate on one system? No, that's you're ripping what I said completely out of the context of that discussion. Oh my gosh. I'm not retreading that conversation. I'm not doing that. I don't I don't deal with people who in bad faith falsely summarize my statements. You can go back and watch the stream yesterday. I was contesting the notion that it's automatically a presumed good if a game goes everywhere. And I was saying that's a presupposition, that's a belief. You can't prove that. I could argue pragmatically that timed exclusivity is actually better for development. That doesn't then therefore mean you can do mass consolidation. That's a non sequitur. It doesn't logically follow that, well, pragmatically, games that are timed exclusives sometimes turn out better value for the consumer. They come to market faster and they're of better quality. And then when they do finally come to the other systems, they actually are more polished. That has nothing to do with mass consolidation. Go retread that argument yesterday, but don't come in here and misrepresent what I've said. That's irritating. Chris D&D Tefer gifts a member. It goes to Wesley Mitchell and Kratos is going to jump in all on their own, putting us to 35 right there. Thank you guys so much. That's why I'm asking. Listen, if you misunderstood my point yesterday, that's fair, but you summarized what I said completely inaccurately. I never said that, oh, it's better for everything to be owned by one company because then the games will be better. It was a specific discussion about you cannot presume that a game landing everywhere is automatically better. There's, there's plenty of evidence to show timed exclusivity can lead to higher value in better games. I'm not saying that, that you have to do that all the time. It's frustrating, but again, Lono getting frustrated because uh, of dumb takes that are drowning out the takes that don't line up with what Lono is saying. Okay, but Plumleys, interact with what I'm saying. I, I'm literally saying that if they get Activision Blizzard, it could make things worse with respect to third-party relationships. I didn't. I asked for clarification. I swear you said cross-platform is bad. Wouldn't Activision being owned by one company be better by your own logic? No. You, 
You said you swear you said. You didn't ask for clarification. You said, well, wouldn't this be better by your own logic? You you misrepresented my logic. That you didn't you didn't say, let me get some clarity. Did you say this yesterday? That's not what you said. Alono, how much does it suck to talk to people that hyper focus on a word or a phrase to the point that you spend three hours repeating yourself? <laughs> well, we've moved on from that. I agree with that. Okay, Plumleys. The only reason I mentioned Jim Ryan's comments was it led me to Jess Corden's comments, which led me to the conclusion that if they get Activision Blizzard, it could actually make things worse for their third-party relationships because they're going to drown Game Pass and Activision Blizzard and make their ecosystem extremely top-heavy. If you if you want to go to their platform and be successful, you got to go on Game Pass. When you go on Game Pass, you're competing with Activision Blizzard Leviathan titles. You see, that's not scandalous. I I didn't include Jim Ryan's comments to bash Game Pass. I said, this could actually, again, continue to make things bad for them. I still think, I still think to this day, I I think Microsoft has made a mistake with Game Pass. I think Activision Blizzard will exacerbate the problem if they get them. I do. Tattoo Gamer with a 10 spot. There's rarely a mic drop or I got you moment during a trial. It's the stronger case brought forth uh, to jury and judge in the totality of the circumstances that wins cases uh, 12 years as an ex LE and DA office investigator thank you so much Tactical Gamer for the $10 and C. Hambrick gifts a member and takes us to 36 slow and steady wins the race as we trudge on to 50 members on the day Capona with a $5 super chat says hit the like button Yeah, I, I haven't even looked at viewership I think we've had over a thousand viewers this entire time. We should have 500 likes by now. Y'all are slacking on the likes. All you hate watchers don't want to click like. I guess hit dislike. It helps. Oh. What do you do? (laughs) Do you leave? Do you stay? Do you click like? It's a quandary, isn't it? Lono, if they get ABK titles on Game Pass, I don't think they will exactly be sorry if some of those third parties leave. I think ABK is a bigger trophy or golden goose than most of the third parties combined. Solemn, he- hear me out. I didn't say it would be this massive problem for Xbox. I'm thinking of the consumer, brother. As an Xbox consumer, is that what you want? Do you want Game Pass that is essentially Activision, an Activision Blizzard catalog? Do you want a continued situation where third-party developers skip xbox isn't that been a complaint this entire time since i've covered this deal that's been a consistent complaint third-party devs skip third-party devs go to sony sony does this with third party sony does that with third party i'm thinking the consumer sure microsoft's not gonna care they're trying to loss lead their way to dominance they don't give a frick i'm thinking of the consumer I disagree sometimes, but I still like. I like debating. Listen, if people want to come here and respectfully debate and go back and forth without taking swings or or being nasty, I love people that come here and disagree with me. It's super enjoyable. If Xbox becomes a small-walled garden, is that bad for the consumer that wants to buy into that? Won't the market decide if it's good or bad? How many people think this is a case... On the, uh, how many people think this is a case on the merits? How many understand the actual standard that the FTC has to meet here? 
Right. I didn't even want to get into the legality discussion of whether or not the case has its merits and whether or not they can prove what irreparable harm or whatever it is they're trying to do. Uh, that's That gets me out of my depth. I'm not trying to talk about that. I think it's more interesting to talk about the industry and, and what Ryan said and what it could do, what it could do to the ecosystem over there. Microsoft will buy until they have every type of genre. Okay, so Mo is going exactly where I went in my monologue. I don't know if you were here. I am a hate watcher if I like you, but I hate the topic. <laughs> That's a good question, Jerry. Mo, I said that in the show open. I said the concern would be, as a consumer, I'm concerned you're going to make things worse for your relationship with third party. And of necessity, are you going to have to just keep buying property to throw at Game Pass? Wooly tweeted that the other day. He said, this is a necessity. This is a requirement. You're going to have to just keep buying games and companies to feed Game Pass. That's not that's not good. That's not the creation of games. That's just going out and buying what's in pro- in process and throwing it on Game Pass. No, just got here a few ago. Yeah, I, I, I took it to that logical conclusion, Mo. You're on the same wavelength I'm on. I'm like, if they get Activision Blizzard, they're going to drown Game Pass in Activision Blizzard titles. And third-party companies will say, no, thank you. I don't want to go over there. You freaking crazy? I can go over here. My game will get sold. PlayStation will market the game for me on their channel. Look at how much money they, we can make if we go, if we buy in, if we go into their marketing agreement. I come over there, I got to go on Game Pass and compete with Blizzard Activision titles? No, thank you. We don't stand a chance over there. Beyond the fact that you've got less consoles in circulation, what... So what's left to do at that point? The same thing Microsoft's doing right now. Well, we can't get third-party companies to come over here to Game Pass. We'll just buy the studios. We'll just buy the publishers. I'll say this. I think the gaming market's been horrible for a while. The issue to me is that games have to be uh, such a big budget, perfect-looking game. It's more difficult, and it takes risks. Lucky, if you... Buddy, old pal, if you combine that with Game Pass, isn't that concerning? Game Pass requires cadence. Game Pass requires consistent rhythm. If you do that, don't you think that timeline for ship and quality and QA and, and, and bandwidth required and timeline for projects, doesn't all that get shrunk down and then result in worse games, worse quality, worse value? You're not trying... $5 from William Lewis. Issue I had yesterday was FTC Economist said he only studied the U.S. in his model. The U.S. is really one of the few markets Xbox is competitive in. He's also talking to the U.S. regulator, and therefore it's relevant to their decision, is it not? The FTC is not making their decision based off of what this will do to the cost of tea in China. They're doing it based off of their governance and their ec- and their economic oversight. They're not concerned about what it's going to do elsewhere. I-, I didn't get into all that. I couldn't understand what the frick people were talking about. People were hu- people were live tweeting. People were, were, were live tweeting that section. I didn't understand what anybody was saying. I was like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. Model this and LV that. I was like, no thanks, man. Somebody's got to break this down for me with crayons because I can't tell what the frick this guy's talking about. You are fear mongering. You are fear mongering. You're typing the same thing over and over again. It's an assertion, not an argument. How am I fear mongering? I'm considering the possibility that getting Activision Blizzard will exacerbate a problem they already have. 
as evidenced by Jez Corden's comments about triple double A and indie studios and what they think of Game Pass as what Activision thinks of Game Pass as a matter of public record and about what Jim Ryan has said about Game Pass. That's not fear-mongering. I, I, there, there's an there's evidence that's led me to a conclusion. Do you understand how that works? I'm not fear-mongering. I'm saying this could make this problem worse for Game Pass. They already have that problem right now. Edward Hulse with a $5 Super Chat tit. On an unrelated note, I have to say I'm excited for the Annapurna Interactive Showcase tomorrow. Yeah, we might get Stray DLC or a new Stray. Did you see that was included in the one trailer? I don't know if they included that in the trailer because it's just they're showing off their own property to promote their event. But I, yeah, they included Stray in the trailer um, for the uh, for the for the for the showcase. I don't think we're going to be covering that though. It's uh, I think it's a little too late in the day for me. Jez and Ryan's hearsay is not evidence. Okay. <laughs> it's remarkable. It's remarkable. The convenient agnosticism. It's just so convenient. It's so convenient. Anything negative that might be said about Xbox, just the convenient agnosticism. Well, wait, yeah, wait, we don't we can't really know anything. That's hearsay. He's pro Xbox. He's saying it. It's a matter of public record that Activision avoids it. Jim Ryan's saying it. But we can't really know. It's all hearsay. That's very convenient agnosticism. God Howard with 11 months. Gail Winforce with 12 months and it's a VIP. Microsoft third-party deals aren't hinging on Game Pass, though. They use it for sure, but there are still third-party marketing and time exclusivities that aren't on Game Pass. Thanks for the great coverage. But Gail, 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 track with me, track with me. The growing consensus from people that are talking to publishers and studios is that they are less successful on Xbox if they don't go on Game Pass. And if Activision Blizzard titles are sitting over there on Game Pass, you're either on Game Pass competing with them or you're competing with Game Pass as a full-price game. It's it, it hurts either way, Gale. Don't you see? This is so much bigger than... Oh no, they'll, they'll be able to still get deals and timed exclusivities. I think it'll be much harder, brother. Yeah, come over here and do a timed exclusivity over here. We have less Xboxes in circulation. And you're going to be competing with Game Pass. And Game Pass has all of Activision Blizzard titles on it. Good luck selling your game. I, I don't feel like anything I'm saying is scandalous or crazy or conspiratory. That's just logical. Thank you for Cure He for a $2 uh, super chat. Do you think the deal will go through? I, I have no idea. With whom did Jez or Ryan speak with? It's unsupported claim in your favor, not evidence. You, you genuinely have no idea what you're talking about. If an article comes out like the one that, that Jez wrote, why argue with this dude? He still thinks Starfield's coming to PlayStation. I don't think that. That video was a fun theory, and all of you drones that can't get over the fact that you've decided I'm a Sony pony, you don't understand that video. I literally was just doing a fun theory about look at the language used, look at the history. 
It's really funny, too. That entire video is based off the foundational principle that Starfield was headed to PlayStation as a exclusive. And within that, I theorized that I believe there was a pattern emerging that caused Microsoft to buy Bethesda. And (laughs) just yesterday, we learned that that's exactly what happened. So take a walk, clip me and put me on Twitter. I love all the free publicity. If a journalist or a blogger or whoever, if they have anonymous sources and they come out and they write an article and they say, I've been speaking with developers that have said this. Hearsay! It's not evidence! That's not the point. Generally speaking, you can't come to conclusions about virtually anything. You can't. Like... If you can't take a guy who primarily writes in favor of Xbox, it's a pro-Microsoft outlet, it's called Windows Central, and he comes to you and he says, I have spoken to AA and indie devs that are skeptical of Game Pass, and here's why. And it's the same logic, it's the same reason, it's the same thought process we've seen voiced by other developers. There are other developers who have literally said the same thing. There was the developer of Fury uh, that said that. They said, you can't really be successful unless you're on Game Pass. If you can't get on Game Pass, it's hard to be successful. Even when you're on Game Pass, it's hard to be successful because you're competing with a very curated list of big titles. That's called corroborative testimony, I think. They're corroborating each other. They're both saying the same thing. There were multiple developers that have come out. There's at least two or three indie developers that have come out and expressed that problem and expressed that concern. Jez Corden says, I've spoken to AA and Indie Studios. They've said the same thing. It's hearsay. That's not evidence. It sounds to me like you have a vested interest in denying anything negative said about your favorite plastic box, so you're going to hand wave everything you hear. Why are you even here then? Yeah, it was it was the Windows Central article. With Microsoft distracted, the Xbox console experience is suffering. You know what's really funny about that article? You know what's hilarious is Jez Corden says in that article... I thought Jez was your guy. Jez and I have interacted very li- in a very small amount. It's good to use him as an example because he's very pro Xbox. And if he's willing to say it, it's probably true. It's more believable coming from him. He also said in that article that Xbox has dedicated more resources to cloud at the loss of resources for the Series X. Do you know what happened the day I covered that and said that? I don't believe that. That's not true. (laughs) It's just crazy that it's now a matter of public record that that is in fact true. Microsoft admitted it to the FTC. Don't you see how unreasonable and kind of stupid it is to constantly just be like, that's not true. That's not, I doubt that. Come on. He's not talking to you. Who's not talking to me? As large as games have gotten, what I think is good uh, is no longer feasible, says Lucky. I've always said exclusives are bad, that games are the one, gamers are the ones who lose. Let the companies compete over who can offer the best. Wait, if they're, if they're competing over who can offer the best, then how are exclusives bad? I feel like you 
I feel like you refuted your own premise rather quickly. Neither, neither with eight months. Just realized I've had my debit card paying for this a while without realizing it. Guys, I don't feel gypped or upset with myself. Member up. Thank you so much. Neither, neither. All right. That's Patrick Q. Thank you so much. That's an hour and a half spent on Game Pass. We got to discuss some some of the other elements of this. Okay. We have to. I have to actually literally just take the car to another road. Game Pass tier for Indie solves the issue. Amos, I have a whole video on how, how Game Pass can work with ID at Xbox and create its own area of game trials. I'm telling you, there's so much more they could be doing with indies. I agree with you on that. I don't think they implement indies into Game Pass very well at all. I think they should be doing game trials because a lot of people use Game Pass to try indies. They say it all the time. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I try, I try, I try, I try, I try. Okay, well, put all the ID games at Xbox in their own category under Game Pass. You get a discount if you buy them and you can play them for two hours. It'd foster purchase of indies. It would make a clear divide between day and date big AAA first party games and the indie locations. I think that would be far better. It would foster ecosystem of purchase. It would give indies a a chance to do a much better job over there. It would drive value of the games up because if your game's really good, it's going to sell. So you're motivated to make a much better game. Look at like Death's Door. It sold 100,000 copies on Steam week one and that empowered them to go to other platforms. Another example of why time exclusivity can actually help with quality and value. Indies are having a moment. I think you're going to see more and more indies do that. A lot of indie titles land on Nintendo or Steam first, and then they end up coming to other platforms. That's like a self-inflicted time exclusivity that allows them to have a shrunken bandwidth and, and shrunken workforce to say, we're just going to make it for one platform. If it nails it, if we make it awesome, then it comes to market in a timely manner, and it's polished, we'll make more money. We can use that money to invest in porting it to another platform. So, there were other parts to this. Okay. I think the absence of Diablo 4 in the email that Phil Spencer sent to Jim Ryan, I think that was the smoking gun that everybody glossed over. It was like, Phil Spencer sends an email to Jim Ryan in the middle of 2022. He doesn't put Overwatch 2. He only puts Overwatch, which somebody could hand wave that and say, well, he was referring to the Overwatch franchise. Okay. Diablo 4 was absent. So Jim Ryan's like, wait a minute. You, these are all old games. So the deal's going to go through and you're going to let me keep old games? We already have those games. And Diablo 4 wasn't on the list. I don't think it's an accident. Okay. I don't think it's an accident that there were rumblings about Diablo 4 going on Game Pass. Is Diablo 4 on PlayStation? It is. Yes. Yeah, you're not understanding what I'm saying, Plumleys. Hold hold on a minute. You're not you're not understanding. In the middle of 2022, that's 1 year ago. He says in an email to Jim Ryan, "Here are the games we're committed to let you keep." And he omits Diablo 4. Many people there were rumblings and rumors about that that Diablo 4 was was going to land on was was going to land on Game Pass. There they could have amended that contract. They did it with Indiana Jones. It 
Lucky says, I didn't refute my own argument. I ran out of room. I was saying best platform who has the more powerful system, who offers best online features, who has the best deals. You, I don't want this to sound dismissive and mean, but you don't understand the industry if you think that Nintendo and PlayStation and Microsoft, they've been doing it wrong all these years. Instead of marketing on their own property, on their own exclusives to get people to come to their platforms, they should just be marketing on power. I... I'm trying to be respectful, but you just are woefully not clued into how the industry has evolved and transpired for the last 20 years at all. Like that, Jim Ryan, I'm, I'm sorry, Phil Spencer himself says that exclusives are marketing beats for the consoles. What? If you're only, think about how hard it is to market to the consumer. Consumers, this is going to sound really mean. Consumers are dumb, okay? We got to use big flashing lights. 4K, right? We got to like, you know, 1080p. Watch FPS, right? You, you've got to use big flashing lights. Marketing to consumers on power wouldn't work. You have to market with games. It, Halo, God of War, Zelda. If you, listen, man, if you don't have exclusives and you try to market on power, Number one, you're expecting Nintendo and all these companies to, like, what, undo 30 years of gaming history and be like, yeah, let's just stop marketing on exclusive property that's very valuable, like Mario and Zelda, and let's just all do Kumbaya, uh, multi-platform, and it's a race to see who can make the strongest console. Like, that wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Like... Microsoft, see, part of me always wonders why the people that are really in favor with that, they're really anti-exclusives, they always seem to lean to Microsoft. That always seems to be your lean and your platform of choice. It's no wonder that you don't really value exclusives and, and you don't think they're that important because you don't really have any good ones. You don't. Try and think of a title right now that really encapsulates why you should buy an Xbox. Forza? What else? What else do you have? If you go to Nintendo, you're never going to conclude that exclusives are bad. You're never going to conclude that exclusives are bad if you own a Nintendo. Never. I got Mario. I got Zelda. I got Metroid. This is awesome. This is great. If you're on Sony, I got God of War. I got Ghost of Tsushima, Ratchet and Clank. I got Returnal. I got Horizon. I go to Xbox. Ooh. Halo's sputtering out on the ground. And you got and you got what? Forza? Yes, Starfield is a pivotal game for that reason. Starfield's monumentally important because it will give them that title that that you got to be on Xbox for Starfield. I commonly find people that are anti-exclusives are, they lean Xbox. They lean Xbox because it's like, you don't really have any good exclusives. Trust me on this. Trust me. As someone who got in back into console gaming with the Xbox, if you had absolutely killer apps, just first party games that were crushing it over there, you would be like, nah, first parties, you need first party exclusives. You need exclusive titles. These are good. 
All the ones PlayStation keep are very good enticing games, and they are the most stingy with their games, excluding Nintendo because they're a separate realm. They want to play <coughs> then and cannot. Who? I'm not sure what the last sentence means, Solemn. Who wants to play and cannot? Stray is leaving PlayStation Plus. That's okay. I think I bought it. My daughter's about. To, my daughter is close to beating that game. I think she's loving it. She beat Hi-Fi Rush as well. She loved that game. There is a new Gears of War in the... Yes. <clears throat> Hilly says, Halo, Hellblade, Avowed, Perfect Dark, GoldenEye, Starfield, Sea of Thieves. Yes, and Sea of Thieves is, at this point, old. It, it, it doesn't garner a large audience. Halo, seriously? Hellblade's not here yet. Avowed doesn't look that good. It doesn't look that captivating as a title. There's nothing about it that seems all that special. Perfect Dark's in limbo. It's in development hell. GoldenEye is a freaking remake of a game from the Nintendo 64 days. Starfield, yes, I will grant you Starfield. If Starfield can hit the ground running as an 8 out of 10 solid game, that will be a big win. That will convince people that exclusives are good. You'd be like, yeah, you need exclusives. You need those marketing beats. You need to convince people you you gotta come over here, man. Gray is four hours long. It's barely a game. Since when does length determine whether or not it's a game or not? How how long is Hi-Fi Rush? Does that determine whether or not it's a good game? I thought Hi-Fi Rush was awesome. It doesn't need to be a 20 to 30 hour game. How much do they charge for Stray? And how many people worked on it? Gee, many Christmas. Starfield will run better on PC. Well, <laughs> maybe we have an upload coming today about that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. Mm, 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 mm. I got a whole theory about what's going on with Starfield, and I got an upload today about it. Partnership with AMD. Likely not going to be able to use DLSS on PC. Gee, I wonder why. Maybe because consoles can't use DLSS or locked into FSR and you can't have the game looking marketedly better and significantly higher in performance on PC. That wouldn't really be good for optics. <clears throat> oh, boy. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. <laughs> PC crowd. They're going to have thoughts about that. They're going to have some thoughts about that. <laughs> All of those videos. It'll, it'll run 60. You'll just turn on DLSS. You sure about that? FS2, FSR 2.1 is fine. DLSS is better. But not much in the fanboys mega be. Let don't don't cannibalize the upload. The upload's coming about that. We will debrief. It's a good reason to be a member. We will debrief on that discussion. I've I've kind of addressed the Diablo 4 thing. Nobody seems to have a solid answer as to why Diablo 4 wasn't included. Do, do you guys think that when Phil Spencer sent that email, do you think he he left Diablo 4 out because they thought they might have it by now?
and wait for it. All those games are on PC, so people don't attach the same feeling to it as an exclusive like a PS exclusive. That's true as well, Eugene. The Xbox ecosystem is becoming more nebulous. That could be good. That, I think that could be good in their favor. If you can become more nebulous and your ecosystem is seen as kind of being everywhere, then that might be more in their favor. They're, like he said, we can't out-console Sony. Sony fans are tearing down Starfield. Microsoft and Bethesda are doing that themselves. I have a whole video on why I think Starfield could win Game of the Year. I have an entire playlist of Starfield coverage where I would say about 75% of the time I defend Starfield. I've defended the NPCs in Starfield. I try to establish uh, automation systems and why you cannot expect NPCs in a game like Starfield to look much better than they do. I think people have been overly critical of the NPC designs in Starfield because they're largely ignorant about the size and scope of that game and how much automation has to be used, how much dialogue is there, because in order to have an RPG experience of that scope and size, you won't have NPCs that look much better than that. I think within the genre of what Starfield's setting out to do, I think the NPCs are totally fine. I spent a large, large amount of my coverage and time defending Starfield. If you believe Twitter, all I do is bash on Xbox and hate on Xbox, and they'll hand wave and tell you that, well, you covered Starfield like that to appear neutral. Yes, you're correct. I have 50-something Starfield live streams because I really care about appearing neutral to morons on Twitter. That's my entire strategy as a business. We have a whole dry erase board about... How to appear neutral to idiots on Twitter. Well, before we cover the Activision Blizzard deal, we need to record about 30 different live streams on Starfield. You geeked out over Starfield? Straight geeked out? Yeah, I'm looking into buying a PC, a monster PC rig to play Starfield. I have been compelled by that game. I think that game stands tall already. When you stand tall, you also can topple over fairly quickly, so... And yes, as a short person, that's a dig to all you tall people out there. (laughs) Yo, what's good, feed? I see you in the chat, feed. None of those games scream buy an Xbox. They scream buy a PC. And that's the real issue, isn't it? It was for someone else, Lono says, gang. Someone was claiming Sony fans are tearing down Starfield, and it's telling. Oh, no, gangs. I knew you were responding to somebody else. I was tag teaming with you. I wasn't debating you. I was kind of linking arm in arm with you. I'm invited to the close beta of the Division Heartland. Yeah, there's an NDA on that. Uh, somebody else sent me an invitation to it, and I booted it up last night. I can't say anything. I believe it's it's running for a little bit. Here's the email exchange between Phil Spencer and PlayStation's Jim Ryan around Call of Duty. You can read about the exchange here. Is this the one that set the alarm bells ringing? Are we actually going to get to see this? Hang on, this is relevant to today. Oh, this would be so good. It's such a shame it won't be included in the opening monologue. Let's take a gander here. Let's take a gander. Uh... Bobby Kotick's trending, by the way. He's taking the stand today. So, Phil Spencer, Jim. Yeah, so this is the August email, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, this is the one. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Microsoft commitment to Activision games on PlayStation post-merger. Thanks for your response. As I stated to you in my emails and on our calls, Sony is an important distributor of Activision content, and we would like to find a way to maintain that relationship once we've closed the Activision acquisition. Hang on. I continue to stand behind the written agreement I sent you on January 31st with my signature memorializing our commitment to Sony. The agreement would keep all existing Activision console titles on Sony, including future versions in the Call of Duty franchise or any other current Activision franchise on Sony through December 31st, 2027. Yeah, this is probably what set the alarm bells off. He's, just, he's extending all existing stuff to 2027. That includes content and feature parity, as well as making it clear that we would not feature any time-exclusive releases of such content on Xbox consoles. It is hard to align the principles set out in your email of May with Sony's leading role in the market. As I said before, we believe that keeping these titles on Sony, as we did with Minecraft, is the right thing for the industry. Phil... Thank you for your email. We agree that ensuring Activision Blizzard games are available on PlayStation is the right thing to do for gamers in the industry. However, Microsoft's original proposal did not fulfill this objective and left us with serious concerns that our counterproposal is designed to address. Oh yeah, I think this is what he referred to. He's talking about the counterproposal right here. Far from being unusual, our counterproposal represents the minimum needed to respect gamers' interest and maintain competition. We believe that there are two fundamental principles that are critical to mitigating the potential negative impact to gamers from the Activision acquisition. The first principle is that the commitment to availability of Call of Duty and other Activision games on PlayStation must be sufficiently broad to fully align with gamer expectations. To do the right thing for gamers, it is not enough to represent that a particular selection of older titles will remain on PlayStation. Rather, it is essential to agree that all Activision titles will be made available on PlayStation, irrespective of their original release dates or whether they can be classified as part of a particular franchise, just as they have been historically. And this commitment needs to be a lengthy one, not just a few years after the acquisition. Yeah, I, I think this is exactly what Jim Ryan said set him off on concern. Their counterproposal was basically rejected, and Phil is is not is not willing to give them what they want. I just realized the shirt doesn't say you wouldn't like me uh, when I'm hangry. Oh, hey. yeah, the R doesn't the R is not as good as I wish it was. There's just like this teeny little divot. Yeah, hang. Hang gay. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm hang gay. That's the problem. Only promising current. Yes, it says that 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 is the issue ultimately. Is right here in the middle of the email or any other current Activision franchise on Sony. Hangy dangy. Yeah, you wouldn't like me when I'm hangy dangy. That's right. Yo, Dustin Gray comes in and does a VIP. I'm going to count that as two. That pushes us to 39. One more, and you can set up the 10-bomb layup. If we get a single gifted, set one of the big boys up. Thank you. Welcome in, Dustin Gray. Guys, don't forget you can do a VIP and be here for the once-a-week VIP. Um, What do we call it? The unfiltered debrief. 
No, you don't get everything. Who cares about Sony? They are irrelevant and just for children. Nope. Are you just did you are you just trying to come up with something to like get noticed? Right? Are you that in need of attention? Seriously? You will not get marketing either. Right, well, Mo, a really great reason, a really great way to motivate somebody to be against your deal is to take that posture and attitude. This is quite pertinent also. The second term of our proposal is designed to advance the second principle described above. Unequal treatment of Activision games and subscription services would lead to unequal availability of the games. As long as you agree to the fundamental principle, Activision games should not receive unequal treatment on the party subscription services, we are open to further discussing the details and how it might be accomplished. Yeah. This again lines up with what Jim Ryan said yesterday. He said... If they put it on Game Pass, that's going to cause major problems for us. That's going to weaken us significantly. I, I I completely underestimate Game Pass in that. I willingly admit that. I don't agree with Ryan on that. I can't see Call of Duty going on Game Pass leading to a bunch of people saying, well, I could buy the new Call of Duty for 60 or $70 or... I could go buy a new Xbox for three to five hundred bucks and get it on Game Pass for ten. So, Call of Duty for sixty or seventy or five hundred and ten dollars. Like, again, maybe Jim knows more than me. Maybe he's there's market research to back that. I feel like he's overstating that. I'm like, I don't think that's as big as a deal as you think it is. Here's the bombshell email, the Jim Ryan about exclusivity with Chris Deering, who says Microsoft would have been better off announcing an electric car than buying off, buying Activision Blizzard. Here he says, regarding Bethesda, I was making a more general point during our discussion that the equal treatment of Bethesda games would be logical subject for the parties to discuss because it involves some of the same concerns as the availability and or unequal treatment of Activision games. We would welcome discussing this subject as part of an agreement that advances the two fundamental principles discussed above. You think he's saying right there they're interested in getting those those Bethesda titles? Still to this day, are they? Is, is that what he's saying? The reality is, a lot of people have multiple consoles. I have all the consoles. So, wicked, you think the number of people in the market that have both consoles is enough for Jim Ryan to claim that would significantly damage them? Let's take all the people like you and me that own every console, and instead of buying Call of Duty, we just go and play it on Game Pass. Let's just say that we do that. Is there enough of us to say that would cause significant damage to Sony? Like, I don't, I think he's exaggerating. I don't think Jim Ryan's correct on that. Again, I could be 100% wrong, but in my estimation... You have 48% of the people who buy Call of Duty on your platform. They ain't suddenly switching because they can get it on Game Pass. They already have your box. They're already in your ecosystem. That's a lot of money to get out. I think there's proof there's discussions going on for it. For the Bethesda stuff. Interesting. 
If Bethesda, if, if Starfield ever comes to PlayStation, that video I made will suddenly be hilarious. Like goofing around and theorizing and being called all these terrible names because I just made a fun video. This pony thinks he's he's angry. He's angry. Look at this pony. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm literally having a fun theory. I, I have an Xbox. I'll, I'll be able to play Starfield. Don't worry. Yo, Mitch does it. Mitch. <laughs> Mitch, I swear to frick. Mitch, with a single gifted member, pushes it to 40 out of 50. Thank you, Mitch. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> Mitch, with his own layup. <laughs> he alley-oops the ball to himself and dunks it home. Thank you, Mitch. I now owe you guys 10 members. I have a video that will be premiering today about Starfield and DLSS and AMD. And when we go over to that video, I will gift members. I will gift members. And uh, that gives you guys the maximum amount of time to, to get as many members as you can. So that way more and more people get uh, gifted. If you guys haven't hit the like button today, consider doing that. It really, really helps out the stream. It helps it find more people, especially once I'm not live. Could we get 21 more likes? We should easily have 500 likes by now. We've had over 1,000 viewers this entire time. We've only just now slipped under 1,000. Yo, DK Baker wants to be the agent of chaos. He bumps it to 51. So we roll on to the next milestone. Every 25 members, I give five back to the community. Renap says Starfield will do huge numbers, both sales and Game Pass subs. Yeah, I mean, again, what you, you watch my video about the PC performance concerns. It's going to be really interesting how the PC community reacts to that. The PC community is very tribalistic about this. I was kind of shocked. Video game markets evolving, says Cornelius. I love that name. If Sony want to compete, let them put their first party games in their subscription service. But that's the thing, Cornelius. They don't need to. They have proven that time and time again. They, they do not need to put their property on the subscription service. That's not what they need to do to compete. Another gifted member from Richard Rodriguez. Sony has not once indicated that Game Pass is a threat to them and their business strategy. They've not once indicated that. They've indicated that if something the size of Call of Duty suddenly goes on Game Pass, that's a problem. Thrifty says Final Fantasy 16 is now the fastest selling PS5 exclusive. Yeah, remember all that concern about lower sales and pre-orders? Hmm. I think people forget Xbox and PlayStation aren't competitive on a global scale. Hence, foreign regulators being less critical, they are less competitive in the UK and extremely competitive in the US. Hence the heightened scrutiny. Oh, the sixth fastest ever for PlayStation? So Eugene's making a point that I think other people are kind of missing and forgetting. Is that if if the FTC is considering their own market... I think that's one of the reasons why, and I highlighted that in my show open, I think that's one of the reasons why Jim Ryan primarily focused on how Xbox Series X and S have, have done quite well in, in, the, uh, in the U.S. market. He, he highlighted that. 
I think I think that's an important thing to remember. I think he's saying, "Look, man, they they do they do really really well over there in in the U.S." And I think that's again that's the concern. How do you get get oh oh customized display? Show more columns. Show more columns. How do I see? Show the report form. Oh, here we go. There we go. 71. Okay. If you guys have used my link and have ordered any shirts from Ripped Apparel, let me know because I can see that it's been clicked 71 times. We want to make sure it's properly tracking. So let me know if anybody does that. I'm not super concerned. I know sometimes people just want to go check it out. That's totally fine. But I want to make sure on the back end things are working if anybody has submitted an order. What, in your opinion, would be the possible results or implications of Game Pass becoming the downloadable app on the PS Switch and TVs? Netflix and other streamers are platform agnostic. I can never see Game Pass on a comp- on a competitor. The Switch would have no reason to do that. They have their own subscription service. PlayStation has their own subscription service. Like, why would they ever do that? People trashed PlayStation Showcase for online multiplayer shooters. I think... If my memory is correct on this, F the cat, people were more trashing the PlayStation Showcase for the focus of live service. Spider-Man sold 3.3 in the first week with 110 consoles out there. Final Fantasy did this with 38 million. Eugene says, saddle up ponies and ride out. (laughs) Why was Ryan afraid to testify in person? Yeah, he was afraid. Mm-hmm. I love how he always gets the the weird emotional states projected onto him. He's crying. He's panicking, right? He's afraid. <laughs> no, not rip apparel. I have the I have the dadgum command wrong. Ripped apparel. R I P T. Let me fix the command. I work with multiple t-shirt companies now. We work with 80s Tees, we work with Into the AM, and we work with Ripped Apparel. For Into the AM and 80s Tees, you just have to use code LONO to get a discount. Ripped Apparel's prices are so good, there's no discount. They're like 14 to 25 bucks. Like, their shirts are all very reasonably priced. Just make sure and use the link. Bitly forward slash Reforge Ripped. If you use that link, <clears throat> it gives me credit. It supports me. You're thinking about getting some shirts? You know, Ripped Apparel has great stuff. Jim's not on trial. Yeah, you understand how this works, right? That whenever they do this kind of thing, his schedule lined up to where they were like, we can record the deposition. If this is when you can do it, that's when we'll do it. You understand that he's not on trial, right? This happens all of the time. Like, we've got this big, massive case. And we got to do all these different depositions. And if somebody's like, I I can't make it on those dates, I can do it here. And they're like, okay, well, we'll have to do uh, a preliminary deposition and record it. And then we'll just include that in, in the, in the process. Like what he did isn't crazy. It's completely normal to be like, I'm not coming there. I've got things to do. I'm a busy man. I'll record it. He came, he answered their questions. They recorded it, and now it's a part of it. Him not being there has no bearing on his his emotional state. Like, oh, he's scared. You understand that when he did the deposition and it was recorded, he sat down with the same dadgum lawyers that are there right now? 
Like, what you're saying is irrational and nonsensical. He literally sat down with the lawyers and did the deposition. He just did it ahead of time and it was recorded. Stop it. Witnesses usually show up. Too bad I'm not a politician or a CEO. What do you mean, stop it? He sat down with the lawyers and did the deposition. Depositions are part of discovery, even if you're going to call a witness a trial. This is a hearing, not a trial. Yeah, everybody's referring to it as a trial. It's not a trial. It's a hearing. He literally did the same thing he would have done. He did the same thing he would have done if he came there in person. You get sworn in and you testify under oath in a deposition. Yeah, listen. Some of y'all have drunk yourself stupid. You've drunk yourself stupid, man. You've drunk so much propaganda and anti-Sony nonsense from these podcasts and these Twitter feeds. You've just drunk yourself stupid. Jim Ryan was scared to show up. I'm sorry, what? He went to a deposition, swore in, talked to the lawyers, and they recorded him. What the frick are you talking about? Like, optics matter? Yeah, to morons on Twitter. Yeah, the FTC and the lawyers are like, I don't know. He came on a Tuesday and we recorded it instead of coming on a Friday and doing it live. That's just bad optics. According to Timmy Xbox fan 225 on Twitter. So I, I don't know, Phil. You guys might have just got a slam dunk. Jim crying Ryan didn't show up in person. I mean, he showed up in person and he did the deposition and he spoke to the lawyers. He just he just did it early. So, yeah. Points for our team. <laughs> Points for us. You've drunk yourself stupid. Like if, like, if this thing happened and, like, Phil Spencer was on the other side of the globe for some reason and he did it via a Zoom call, nobody would be like, <laughs> Phil's scared. <laughs> nobody would say that. Jim needs to talk again and clear Sony's name. Microsoft made some bad accusations about Sony's practices that need to be cleared up. Sony's not on trial, homie. Microsoft can say all they want. They sacrifice kittens. No, they're not on trial. Who the frick cares? Was there any was there anything stated that's precedence for a lawsuit? Was there? I didn't see anything. Where's the bots on the failed gamer lawsuit? Yeah, I still don't think there's a whole lot of merits to the gamer lawsuit, but the gamer lawsuit hasn't been thrown out yet. People claimed it had been thrown out. It's actually still going on. Uh, Microsoft lawyers moved for dismissal, and the judge just said no. So I, I, I still don't think that case is going anywhere, but that's another one that just continue gets, like, you know, glossed over. I think I missed some fan funding. Hang on. No, I didn't. Okay, no, I didn't. We're good. We're good. We're all caught up. Hey, man. Do three more. 
Get that thing to 55. Let's see if any of the big dogs want to dunk it. I want to see if any of them are waiting in the wings. I don't think they like to do the big, big days on days like today. (laughs) Uh, I doubt you have a law degree. Oh, someone in chat's claiming they have a law degree? (laughs) Bobby Kodak says he made a bad prediction for the Switch. He said when he saw the prototype for the platform, he thought the console wouldn't perform well in sales. Says it was a bad decision on his part to not support it more. Oh, is Kodak on the stand now? Or talking or whatever? Hmm. The gamer lawsuit seems like an insight into the judge to me. What do you mean, Eugene? We hit the 30k mark today. Did we? I hadn't checked. Did we actually do it? Oh! <gasps> Oh, we did. What an achievement. Make sure you guys are hitting subscribe if you've enjoyed the show today. If you're going to pretend to be a lawyer like I do, you've got to put in the work and know the jargon. You can't half-butt it. (laughs) Who's making this claim? Yeah, Prince Rose is claiming to be a lawyer. Or they have a law degree. It's the same judge. No, I know it's the same judge, Eugene. What I mean is, what insight do you think we're gaining? She obviously sees potential for some harm. Okay. Congrats. That's a big deal. Javier Cotto! Javier, thank you so much for gifting five. He pushes us to 57. He makes it a palindrome. 5775. Thank you so much for doing that, Javier. You guys hit 75, I'll owe you 15 when we go to the next segment, the uh, Starfield AMD segment. Hilly, are you just listing titles? Contraband, Outer Worlds, Fable? What are you doing, Hilly? I don't have to hide my name. The guy that doesn't know what a deposition is. I wa- I've watched Sweets. Does that count? <laughs> Omar, you've been vetted by uh, Lono, so my comment doesn't apply to you or Zuby. Mitch! Mitchell! What are you doing? 20 gifted members taking us to 77. He's the go-ahead goal and the agent of chaos, putting us all the way up there close to 100. Mitch! Insane! You're not intelligent. Read what I wrote. 2 plus 2 is 4. Prince Rose, let's go back. What's the discussion? What's going on here? Why are you posturing or claiming or what's you having a law degree have to do with what, what we're talking about? What, what did you claim? What put us down this road? I, I didn't see what you said. I wasn't watching. I can't put, bring myself to watch court shows on TV. The best I can manage is to sit through episodes of Star Trek with courtroom scenes. I, I liked episode two of season two, Zuby. I was like, oh, it was good. It was a good, oh, snap moment. I thought it was excellent. I was a little worried. I was like, I don't know about this. And then as it progressed, I was like, yeah, this is good television. This is good Star Trek. <clears throat> Hmm. 
M-I-T-C-H. Mitch! What's your predictions? What's my predictions about what? Great show. It's not how any of it works. Sure. Javier Cotto coming in with another one. 87 members now. A 10 bomb from Javier. You guys are crazy. I love how it's so many different names throughout the week. The generosity in this community is unmatched. It is unmatched. Nobody does what we do, man. It's amazing to see. The only lawyer show I watch is (laughs) She-Hulk. Oh, that show was rough. That's the kindest thing I can say about it. Xbox Air is streaming the transcripts in real time right now. Yeah, you can't restream what's happening or the audio or the video, but you can um, you can do a uh, I'll just hide you. You can do the transcripts. Like You can just like type what people are saying. My name is Prince Rose. The clown keeps asking what my name is. Okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Prodimator, he says, I want to get a piece of this, and he jumps in with five gifted members and pushes us to 92. This is a good time of the day to gift members. We've lost a lot of the hate watchers. And Detective Seeds wants to slam it home. Over 100. Oh my gosh. We weren't even pushing for this today, and you guys are going to do it anyway. We're walking to the beat of your drum, not mine. Wow, what a day. If you guys got a gifted member, make sure you turn on notifications. We do a members-only debrief basically every day. I do a Friday night member stream with my wife. It's fantastic. Make sure you have the subscribe button checked, the bell button checked. Do all those things so you don't miss out on the content. It's amazing. Today we're going to debrief on Starfield and the AMD situation. I'll send you guys to a premiere in a little bit. We're still having a good conversation talking about this. Lone Wolf, here he comes. He bumps it to 103. He bumps it to 104. What's he doing? I think Lone Wolf's trying to set up that 20 bomb layup. He might do one more. I can kind of feel it. There it is. I knew it. I know I know you. I know you, Lone Wolf. 105. <clears throat> with 125 up next. <clears throat> Via the FTC versus Microsoft exhibit in 2019, Microsoft mold trying to buy Square Enix. Unclear at what level this was pitched, but Phil Spencer gave feedback uh, on the internal proposal. Gank says, Jim Ryan has to be in court for a deposition and be under oath, not do it in video. Oh, that's what he claimed? Yeah, Prince Rose, I, you might want to you might want to go back and, and polish that degree. Anybody knows that that's not that's not true. You don't need to physically go there to do it. Now he may have gone to the physical courtroom. Oh snap! DK Baker does one, pushes it to one oh six, but then we hit one twenty six. He gets to be the agents of chaos and the go ahead goal. Mitch Mitchell. Mitch! It's like the funnest name to yell. (laughs) Thank you, Mitch. He's still under oath. He did it in this room instead of that room. Is that not good enough? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's common practice. You choose an approved location. You agree. Everybody shows up. You put up the cameras. You swear everybody in that needs sworn in. And you hit the record button. What the frick are you talking about? 
the sicky really changed depositions virtual depositions are absolutely a thing now it's what the guy in youtube chat was saying no 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 gangs i know what you're driving at you're saying that's what prince is claiming he's claiming that you can't do it that way and it's like clearly you can what, you think the FTC and the Microsoft lawyers are just flying by their own rules? And they're like, yeah, we can just record Jim Ryan on a Tuesday. It's fine. We just do whatever the frick we want. Unless a judge provides an order to appear in court to testify, you can do a deposition in civil cases. I've been out of the game for a while, but that was always the standard. Yeah, that doesn't... I'm not even a lawyer, and I know you can do that. I've had friends that have had to do that. They have to go and, like, record their statement at this deposition because this thing that's going on, it happens all the time. Cornell University seems to support Lono's statement on depositions. What supports my statement on depositions is the fact that they did it. The judge allowed it the lawyers agreed to it what what are we even talking about this is why this happens every time it happened to me yesterday and i and i know that i've committed to not arguing about the color of the sky with a donkey right i'm not going to do that there are people that will tell you that the sky is green just to waste your time but the pattern's always the same with you guys Reread what I said. If you're not a politician or CEO. Oh, what? But we don't. I don't think that that's true either, though. No, stop. The common man goes in. But there were non politicians and non CEOs that did this. Yeah, for the Amber Heard case. They did, virtu- they did it virtually, they didn't go in person. What are you talking about? I just I feel like this happens all the time. It happened to me yesterday. Somebody makes a claim. You push on the claim because you know that it's false. And then they're like, well, that's not really what I said. It's like, what? Straight from Google, Cornell University, depositions usually do not directly involve the court. The process is initiated and supervised by the individual parties. Usually, the only people present at a deposition are the deponent, attorneys, and all interested parties, and a person qualified to administer oaths. Wait, and then you record it so that it can be used in the case or the hearing so the judge can see it. Or maybe the judge was there, I don't know. Is this the issue that it was a depot or that it was virtual? It, he's saying that what he's saying is it's it was okay for Jim Ryan to do it because he was a CEO, but the common man would have to go to the court for the deposition. But according to what Cornell's saying, you can just go and do it to an agreed upon location as long as all interested in parties are there and you just record it and then it's included in the hearing. If you're like, look, man, I know you guys need me for this deposition. I'm going to be in Germany when you do this. I can do it right now. And if they can get everybody together, you would do it. They'd record it. It'd be used in the hearing. And then you'd be free to go to Germany and take your trip. That's, that's, that, can, that can't be that uncommon. That's not odd. There's nothing weird here. 
The lawyers agreed to use the deposition as a substitute for Ryan's hearing testimony because Ryan's not a U.S. resident and is beyond the power of subpoena. Well, that's... Yeah, I mean, what... That sounds good to me. Someone with a law degree wouldn't be taking us down this path, says Eugene. Bobby Kodak's towing the line. He wants the deal closed ASAP. I feel silly for engaging with the troll. I blame Sony. Omar says, furthermore, rule 804B allows you to use that deposition even if the party that was deposed is unavailable for trial for a number of reasons. Yeah, I feel like people watch too much television. They think that like, no, we call to the stand, Carl. (gasps) And then Carl comes strutting in. I missed my golfing day for this. Like, you've watched too much television, bro. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> you can argue, prob- you could probably argue undue harm. You can say, it's going to cause me undue harm. I can't be there at that court date. I could do the deposition anytime before that, but I can't go on that date. You're going to cause me undue harm. I either have to work, I have a business trip, I have a contract, I have a prior commitment, whatever the frick. Call a surprise witness. <laughs> one of the reasons is living 100 plus miles away or not being a US resident yeah so all you gotta do is live in another state and they're like yeah you can record the deposition that's fine <laughs> I need you to put that voice line earlier as a soundboard button I don't even know which voice you're talking about Bobby Kodak says he's not in favor of multi-game subscription services Says he's seen the impact subscription services have had on media companies having a negative financial impact for most of them. Says he doesn't want to put games into subservices or Game Pass. But he said all the publishers, Lono. Oh, uh, an hour-long debate about that bullshit, and then Bobby Kotick walks out and is like, yeah, terrible. Look at what it did to all these other subscription services and other media companies. No. No, we don't want to do that. I'm sure every other publisher, you know, disagrees with him. You know, anybody at that level of publishing and spending is, you know, yeah, Bobby Kotick doesn't know what he's talking about. Two spot from William Lewis. We need to have a law and order bong bong for this. <laughs> Somebody needs, somebody needs to do a whole dig on that, that, that law and order thing, like in the criminal justice system, (laughs) in the mergers and acquisition system, there are two parties that debate the X-Bots that drool over the green and the Sony ponies who think that Jim Ryan is God. Just totally meme on the doom, like you have all the tweets popping up. Sarah Bond's cooking the FTC. <laughs> oh gosh, that'd be the best. I'd be. Oh, I need that. I need to be able to laugh about all this nonsense. Cause frick, a gavel emote for five thousand members. 
Well, we probably dropped again today because 30 days ago, you guys went bonkers crazy at the end of the month. So you guys have definitely bounced us back, I'm sure. That's that's a big number right there, that that, that 126. Let me do a little check checkeroonie here. We have 4,220. So you guys have bounced back rather nicely. You guys have given us some given us some good cushion. If you guys really want to make a run to 5,000, you, you know, you got to give yourself a little bit more cushion, but that's nice. That's very, very nice. You guys are crushing it. These are their stories. <clears throat> My favorite thing about Law and Order is like Every episode has the one guy's like, I didn't see nothing. <laughs> it's like every episode. <laughs> it's like the same. It's always the same thing. Man, I, I didn't see nothing. I was just down here minding my own business. And like, come on, you had to see something. All right, well, maybe I did. <laughs> like they put a little bit of pressure. All right, all right. I saw the whole thing go down. <laughs> seconds ago you didn't you didn't see anything Eugene says so hypothetical so hypothetical if Whole Foods was to merge with another grocery store like Whole Foods would you find it necessary to include whether Kroger and Walmart were available in the area I don't know where you're going with this The question is, if, they, if Whole Foods can merge another Whole Foods store, would you find it necessary to include whether Kroger or Walmart are available in the area? I think so, because as the consumer, I would want to be assured that I have other choices. I wouldn't want it to become monolithic, like, yeah, there's one place to go for groceries. That would be bad. Like, I, I don't... I, I, I'm not sure where you're going, Eugene, but I, yeah, I don't think you would want that to be the case, because... Then it then it becomes really really hard for the consumers to have any power at all. I'm a Law and Order junkie. I think every major actor today has been in at least one of the shows. I've seen Chadwick Boseman, Idris Elba, Laura, uh, Laura Linney, Giancarlo Esposito. That's amazing, isn't it? I find it funny that Prince Rose's answers take just long enough for him to Google answers to questions. You silly person. He asked where I went to school for my law degree. Clown activity. Just like Landon saying Starfield was not an exclusive for Xbox last year. Landon? You're calling me Landon now. Starfield wasn't supposed to be an exclusive to Xbox. It was coming to PlayStation 5. You're once again like all of the other morons on the internet that try to do this. You're misrepresenting my video. I was entertaining the idea and theory for fun that Starfield might be a timed exclusive exclusive title because of the history of the title, because of the rumors about it potentially going to PS5, and because of the language. And funny enough, according to the documents, it seems they were actively discussing, Phil Spencer and Jim Ryan were actively discussing potentially bringing those Bethesda titles to the PlayStation platform. Like... It's clear they've left the language vague on Starfield because they see its power and its draw. I still think there's a possibility they kick it to PlayStation down the road. I do. I think they've left that open. I think they've done it on purpose. All the language around Starfield is super vague. 
releasing or whatever language it was that they used. I couldn't find a single announcement that says that. I couldn't find any announcement that used that phrasing. I found two announcements that used that phrasing, and they were timed exclusives. He might be referring to somebody else. Maybe he's referring to somebody else. People continue to do that with me about my video. I like I literally made a fun video about how Starfield might be a timed exclusive, and everyone's like, "This angry Sony pony thinks that you know Starfield's still coming to PlayStation," and it's like, "No." Bill said two years ago it was an exclusive. Yes, but it could be. A, oh my gosh. He was actively discussing in 2022 with Jim Ryan the potential of bringing Bethesda title, bringing those Bethesda titles to PlayStation. We just looked at the emails a little bit ago where they were actively discussing it. You keep waiting for that PS5 release then? I don't need to wait for the PS5 release. I'm going to beef up a PC rig to play it. I, I have a Series X. You guys can't... You're you're an NPC. You literally think Lono's a Sony pony, so anything he says, I have to couch it in that. I can't see it any other way. I can't just be an interested gamer that's like, I don't know, man, it looked like PS5 was going to get Starfield, and then Microsoft got involved because they were worried about another Bethesda title going time exclusive to Sony, so they buy Bethesda, but some of the language around Starfield leaves it open for it to be a timed exclusive, not a permanent exclusive. They always have that potential. They always have that possibility. We just looked at emails between Phil and Jim where the Bethesda titles were being discussed. Paul says, the language used for Starfield has always been launching exclusively on PC and Xbox. The door is wide open. It's just a fun theory. It's not coping. It's not like, oh man, I'm an angry Sony pony. I really hope it comes to PS5. I'm literally looking into buying a really strong PC rig to play Starfield. I already have pretty strong PC rigs, and I have an Xbox Series X. It's, it quite literally comes down to, if you think I'm a Sony pony, okay, your stupidity is not my responsibility. Your lack of research, your lack of good faith and charity to go look at my coverage and just put me in this narrow little, little box, that's just because you're stupid. I knocked this guy down. Your stupidity is not my responsibility. I make a fun video theorizing about PS5 potential time exclusivity given the language and the history of Starfield, and you're like, yep, malding angry Sony pony hopes he can vi- he can get the game someday. What? No, I'm I'm going to buy it. I, I ordered the collector's edition. What what are you talking about? What what? I trapped you, by the way, just to illustrate the sub-markets within a larger market are appropriate. I don't know what you mean. William Lewis with a two-spot. It's okay, Lono, says Halo isn't first party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halo's not first party. Lono's becoming a PC fanboy. Again, never said you, you were. But the presumption... The presumption in how you approach the subject, it's clear that that's the undercurrent of what you're saying. You're quick to toss insults? What? 
to people that deserve it what yes if you try to insinuate that like i'm a i'm something that i'm not of course Never called anyone a pony here. Okay, you've had your account for a long time. Listen, I I didn't say that you said I was a pony. You're approaching the subject as if that's my motivation, as if that's why I would say what I'm saying. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I didn't track the Whole Foods thing, Eugene. I didn't track it. Never called you a pony or anything else. You're projecting. Okay, so when you say keep waiting for it to come to PS5, what you're saying when you say that is you're, it's a presumption and an assumption that I'm sitting here waiting for it to come to PS5. That's a common trope these days when Starfield comes out. It's going to be zero FPS on the PlayStation 5. Keep waiting for it to come to the PS5. I, I have every console, so saying that to me is insinuating that I'm a dyed-in-the-wool PlayStation pony. Like, yeah, man, I'm just going to have to sit here and wait for it. It's like, I already pre-ordered the collector's edition. Like, saying that to me doesn't make any sense. It only makes sense if you're coming at me like I'm a pony. There's a presumption and an assumption baked into speaking to me in that way. Don't sit, fr- don't sit here and act like that's not what you were doing. That gaslighting tactic is so, it's so visible. You're so see-through. You say something, and you count something in a way, you get a reaction, you're like, oh, that's not what I was saying. That's gaslighting. You're doing it on purpose. You you say something, it insinuates, and then when I pick up on the insinuation, you're like, well, I didn't call you a pony. But you spoke to me as if I'm one. It's it's gaslighting. You you say it, you get the response, and you're like, I, was, I, was, I didn't say that. Come on. Seven months from Ray. They're pulling you off target. Not trying to tell you how to do it. I appreciate that, Ray. I, I catch you guys doing this all the time. It's, it's, it's a tactic. It's, I'm going to say something. If I get called on it, I'll just claim, well, that's not what I was saying. And listen, Zubair's been consistently asking you questions, Prince. Like, you just won't answer his questions. You might be overthinking it. I'm not overthinking it. Buddy, I've been doing this a long time. I know when someone's trying to come in and goad and insinuate, what they do is they create an undercurrent. And once that undercurrent's going and swelling, now all of a sudden, I'm some angry Sony fan about Starfield. I had to bat that down three times in a row. Why? Because they're trying to get that undercurrent and that insinuation. That's what they're trying to do. And if I keep pushing back on it, then eventually like, well, I, that, that's not what I was saying. If I don't let, if I don't address it, I don't, I don't say anything about it. Then they just get to passively insinuate that like I'm sitting here angry and waiting for Starfield to come to PlayStation. It's not an assumption. It's just me say, saying I disagree with your prediction. If you say you think the Bucks are going to win the Super Bowl and I say good luck with that, am I saying you're a Bucks fan? 
I mean, it would sound like it. Yes, you could. You can't see in the context of the conversation. If I think, oh yeah, this is going to happen, you're like, yeah, good luck with that. Keep waiting. I I don't need to wait. I've already bought the game. Your statement is nonsensical. Thank you, Ray, for the gifted member. Thank you, V Game Veteran, for the gifted member. Taking us to 128, almost to another layup. Don't you see how it's nonsensical to tell somebody who's already pre-ordered the game, yeah, keep waiting. What? After I said numerous times, it was just a fun prediction? It was just a fun prediction. Like, that's all it was. Gotta schedule this stuff, hang on. I believe Nintendo is always first when it comes to making games pricier. Um, was what were they the first? I thought Sony did it first. I thought Sony was the first to do the seventy, and Nintendo followed a year later, and now and now Xbox. I might have the history wrong. My recollection of the of the of that timeline is Sony did it first. Sony did it first with PS Five titles, and then uh, Nintendo followed suit. And then Microsoft followed suit this year. I'm fairly certain because when because when Sony did it, they, they 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 got a lot of grief for it. Nothing fun about it. It's a real prediction. If Prince doesn't know Pal's graph, he's a total fraud. Victor says, good luck with that is not sim- is not a simple I disagree. There's a dismissive intent in the phrase. I disagree with the prediction. Switch to decaf, buddy. Yeah, like you're just condescending. Like, I don't like what you bring. You're done here. You're you're like that again. I'm like I'm on to you guys that come in and do this. The reason yesterday was so much better is because I didn't have to put up with people like you that intentionally take swipes and you're condescending and you and you you get these little jabs in and when I call you on it, you get really upset because you don't like the fact that I catch it. It's like you're you're trying to create those little goads and those little passive remarks because you're hoping that you can kind of slip it by. It's like, well, yeah, now that we just got this guy to basically passively admit he's a pony. Sony Project Q. What about Sony Project Q? Uh, Starfield AMD. Uh, AMD debrief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do AMD contract brief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hang on. I got to schedule uh, members the debrief that we'll do Hang on customization redirect it back to here let's set it for one If you have a law degree, tell me what Iraq is. <laughs> you guys are really, you guys are really putting it on this, this guy. 
Y'all are really putting it on him. All right, what time is it? 15 minutes. We go in 12. We can go in 12. Gaming news. We have it set to Starfield. Where is the game th- selection at? Is it down further? Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, We'll go with a schedule set as premiere today. And we'll go 12.45. Set up premiere. Calm. Redirect to members. Save. Schedule. What happened? Sorry. Like, listen, I just have to dismiss people from the chat that are just going to do that. Like, I am all about disagreement and discussion and dialogue. But when people make it very clear that they're more bent on disrupting and and taking swipes and and trying to run with narratives about me, I just I can't I can't abide that. It's so disruptive. It's we constantly have to sideline. So like we go through these phases where we kind of have to thresh the the floor a bit and get people and walk people out the door so that we can have conversations. Operate under the assumption that console war fanners are children or childlike mentality and your life will be all the better for it. I feel like we've gone through a very, very good refining process. I feel like we've gotten a really, really good group of people to continue coming in and we're adding to that number. Like More and more people are like, this is a great place to have these discussions. It's fun. It gets spicy. It can get a little loud, but it's still a good time. And we just have to periodically be like, you can't hang out here. If you're going to insult, if you're going to take swipes, if you're going to be intentionally disruptive by just like lying, you come on, get out of here. You're you're not you you can't you can't do that. You're you're harming you're actively harming what we're trying to do. So There you go, Hilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. I think yesterday went really well. I think today went fine. We only I, I I know we wasted some time on what Jim Ryan said, but like I always think it's great when we spend a bunch of time debating with people who are obviously coming from bad faith and they're being dishonest, and then we get to smack them down. Did you notice all those people just stopped talking and left? Once we found out that the Microsoft lawyer qualified what Jim Ryan said and Jim Ryan said, yeah, the publishers I've spoken to, like they all just went quiet because their obvious false narrative was, was out of gas. The new stream says Starfield. Oh, it does Starfield. I'm actually going to get rid of that. We don't need apostrophe S. Well, AMD hurt Starfield PC performance. I, we don't need possessives on that. Let me check the tags now. Hmm. Mm.
Good catch. Will AMD hurt Starfield PC performance? I updated Phil. He had two ears. Here you go. I'll show you guys the picture in just a second. Sorry for misspelling. Oh, there's a bunch of regulars. They have a great debate, and it makes for uh, makes for one and feel welcome. Zubair, D, DK Beggar, Eugene, Mitch. Mm-hmm. In seven minutes, in seven minutes, we're going to go to the premiere. You guys have seven minutes. If you want to do 22 more members, quickly get that out of your system. I will gift. Currently, I owe you 25 members. I will do that in the premiere. We have a video that will be going live about, um, about Starfield and the AMD situation. Okay, we will be going to that next. Um, it'll be a premiere and we can chat and we can talk and you can you can give your own feedback on uh, on what's going on with Starfield and AMD and then uh, I'll be in the chat with you and I'll be gifting the members. Star Wars Eclipse is targeting 2026. Oh, the frick Why do we have to do the let's show you the game, get you excited, and then it comes out five years later? I love you like echo chambers. Yeah, you are done here. Not an echo chamber. I have long-standing members that love Xbox. I have people that come back every day that love Xbox, and they consistently disagree with me. So you cannot maintain 800 to 1,000 viewers with an echo chamber. It doesn't work. People would just leave. We welcome debate and we welcome discussion. The sad reality is, if like I'm telling you, your stupidity is not my responsibility. When you come in and just say stupid and talk out of turn and you get slapped for it and then you got to bring toxicity and insults, like, man, you got to walk, bro. Sorry, you can't ride this ride. You can't ride this ride. Plenty of people come in here and disagree and bring varying perspectives and and devil's advocate. Solemn does it. We got guys like Vengeance. We got guys like Amos comes in and we got guys like Mo. We got plenty of people that come in and consistently disagree with me and take up for Xbox and they do it without insulting and being smarmy and taking swipes. Definition of an echo chamber is that you only talk to people that agree with you. Yeah, the people that agree with me get get they get ignored on days like today a lot of the times. They get ignored. DK Beggar with another gifted member. Wait, did I already do it? No, we need one more. We need one more for the 130. I already did it. Thank you, DK Beggar. We need one more for the layup to, to put it at 130. Omar says, I get when people question your credentials. I had a guy try to tell me I wasn't a lawyer in here once. However, your fellow lawyers are just asking basic questions because you're so wrong. It was clear he didn't have answers to what y'all were saying. We were playing with our food. I know y'all were playing with your food. I got tired of it, though. It was, it was, it was all the chat was talking about. was trying to get this guy to prove he's a lawyer. <clears throat> Maybe... Like that, they like to lay their credentials down on the table. They don't typically have a problem passing basic vetting. 
Yeah, Deadly Dad Gaming disagreed with me the other day. I disagree with you. I'm not afraid to tell you. Problem is, I don't always disagree with you. Yeah, we had a great back and forth the other day. Yo, Sponge... Spongeroth just got a gifted membership from Kratos. Kratos just became a member today. Absolutely the gold standard of of generosity. To jump in as a member and on the same day, gift. Hey, Loner, you remind me of a gamer dad. I am a gamer dad. Do you think that's an insult? You looking sexy today? Thank you. Guys, keep in mind, again, if you like the shirt, this is from Ripped Apparel. We're going to be featuring Ripped Apparel shirts here for a couple of days. You can use the link in the description or the command in chat. Any thoughts on Xbox trying to buy Square Enix or did that already get talked about? I mentioned it in passing, Danny. Them, listen, Xbox, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Xbox considering buying Sega or Square Enix, none of that surprises me at all. It doesn't. It, it might have helped them because they have trouble getting a foothold in the Asian market and you want to get a foothold over there, Sega or Square Enix would be a big help. It doesn't surprise me at all that they were considering them. Now, I can't see Square or Sega going with Xbox. I don't think the platform would be good for their property and they probably know that. I think they would decline purchase. I think Microsoft went with the, the company that they could get, which Activision Blizzard, in a not-so-great state, depressed state, let's go. Let's buy them. Gilly says, I was disagreeing with Lono almost all day yesterday. I've disagreed with Lono multiple times in the past. Never been an issue. I've always kept it civil. Yeah, it's not hard to keep it civil. It, it's just so not. I don't start swinging and smacking people back until they start making nasty remarks or, or, or calling me a pony. It's like, get the frick out of here. Could we get 50 more likes before we leave? We're going to be leaving in two minutes. We will be leaving in two minutes. Did I set up the redirect already? I did. In two minutes, we're going to the Starfield AMD. Currently, I owe you 25 members. I'll owe you 30 if you guys roll this over again. You can also gift members during the premiere, but you've got one minute. We're leaving in one minute. If anybody's going to drop a bomb at the last minute, now's the time. You guys over there on uh, on Kick, I'm going to go ahead and shut down. Head over to YouTube, join us for the premiere about Starfield, and then join us in members if you're a member over there. We've not been dropping frames on Kick. I think they fixed their ingest servers. We were we were dropping tens of thousands of, of frames over there for the longest time. Can't like anymore. I already did. Well, like... Like on your way out. Smash that like button. We need like 40 more. I'm going to put a link in chat and I'm going to redirect you to this Starfield video. I'm going to be there in the chat talking with you. I'm going to be gifting members. I'm going to be bringing bringing the conversation. Curious what you guys think about this Starfield situation. Click the link in chat or you can ride the redirect. If it doesn't work, it'll be the featured video on the channel. And if you're a member, there'll be a members only debrief after the Starfield video. So everybody head over to the Starfield premiere now, smash that like button, and I'll see you over there.